When you wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, you don't think you'll ever make it on time. By the time you grab your books and you give yourself a look, you're at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. But it's not alright, and no bell can save you from this terribleness. We watched a crack in the floor. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton, and back with me for the first time in like four months in studio! In studio! Is Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hey, Marshall Hampton. Oh. How is it going? It's good to see you again. It's good to be back in studio. Feeling the table. Yes. Looking at the microphones. Getting the dog barking at weird noises. Did <laughs> you knock on the table? <laughs> Think someone's at the door. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's really good. However, we all we are socially distancing. Yes. We are a good. Marshall has like a ten foot long table, and we are using it to its fullest extent. I have a table like a medieval king. <laughs> you sit in the heads of it. And we slide our booze bottles back and forth like old western saloons. It's it's going to be fun. Speaking of booze, to honor this. In, momentous occasion of us finally being back together in studio in studio i am cracking open my my unopened uh game of thrones limited edition johnny walker scotch whiskey the a song of ice edition it's it's, it's a cool looking bottle it's an amazing looking bottle it's the house stark yeah. version because it's got uh the direwolf on yeah yeah uh kind of looks like ghost because it's more the wolf's more white but it could that it could be coincidence i might be reading too much into that but no i i totally agree i mean it's it's a cool bottle it's an amazing bottle and uh i like the johnny walker guy is one of the uh white walkers kind of, yeah. maybe <laughs> I, I guess you could kind of say that he's on he's on but uh it's a uh, Oh, there he goes. He's White Walker-esque. White Walker-esque, yeah. He's got a top hat and cane. I mean, of course he's not a White Walker. <laughs> he's a classy. He's a, he's a gentleman walker. Yes. He's a gentleman White Walker. Yes, yes. And let's pour this. Oh, there you go. Pour a little, pour a little of that. Little, hit me up. A little, a little bit for Aaron. All right. Thank All you. All right. And let's put that back. Seal that back up. All right. All right. And on top of I not just... We're maybe going a little too deep with the booze this week, guys. Because we're, 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 we're going hard because it's been four months. Yeah, I, we got a lot of drinking. I haven't go. seen this guy <laughs> who I've seen every weekend for four or five years now. Five years. Jesus. And it's like, you know, four months apart, you kind of you need to celebrate that. Yeah, um, definitely. Because like, honestly, we didn't really get to celebrate this probably with the pandemic. But, we, you know, we should have been celebrating our five-year anniversary of Horrible Horror Podcast like, yeah. five, back in April, I think it would have been. Um, so we're going to get some catching up to do. And, uh, so we'll probably just do a big celebration when we get in a few weeks when we hit our 200th episode. Perfect. Which, uh, so we'll do that. 
but yeah, I, I got my giant walker. Aaron brought over this um, really cool... Uh, Piasol Pilsner. Yes, there you go. Yeah, for people who are like not around here, it has the for people who don't know, it has the Piasol bird on it, which is kind of a local cryptozoologic kind of creature. Uh, it's it's like a dragon bird, Native American thing. You know more about it yeah, than I do. Yeah, uh, well, I actually have it tattooed on yeah, my forearm. Yeah, I mean, you definitely know more. You better um, know more. Yeah, it's a um, it's an old um, kind of uh, urban legend, or, or I don't want to say ghost story, but kind of an old, uh, I guess, myth- mythology from the, uh, the the Illini Indians that used to live along the uh, Mississippi River in the St. Louis, Alton, Grafton area, all of the bluffs. Y- yeah, the bluffs of the Mississippi. And uh, it used to, they had it painted. I don't know why I'm going into this. Not being curious, but they, they had they had this thing painted on the side of the bluffs. Um, and then like Lewis and Clark, when they made their expedition down there, they're like, "What uh, the fuck?" Yeah, and they they like, <laughs> "What is that?" And they when they and so that's how, and it kind of spread this, the the tail of the pasta bird. Um, and it's a pretty cool story, but uh, and pretty much that whole area now it's it's become like, it's kind of like the unofficial mascot yeah. of the, the area. And, and like they they still have a if you go down there. They still have it painted, like this giant pile painted along the bluffs, um, along the river road as you're driving. They moved the original location. I thought was much much better, and then they moved locations of it, but it's still along the bluffs, and you can still see it. Um, it's cool it's looking. Cool. It's like a dragon. It's like it's know, a dragon man with a b- big old beard and like deer antlers and dragon wings, but and it has like this long skinny like. It's a really cool look. You've never seen anything like it. It's really cool. It's definitely unique. It's very unique. Anyway, that's not why you're here. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, that was our educational moment. Uh, I think I have another educational moment later in the episode, too, but that, you're going to get two educational moments. You today. just got learned it. You just got learned it, yeah. Um, this week's movie, A Crack in the Floor, uh, actually is... I'm sorry, I got ahead of myself. I do want to give a quick shout-out and thank you to our uh, regular listener, but now official Patreon member, Jeff Bosniak. Uh, he just joined our Patreon, so oh, thanks. shout out to him. So thank you very much. Cheers to you, Jeff. Cheers, uh, indeed. Uh, so, all right, this week, this movie, Cracking the Floor, is suggested to us, was another listener-suggested uh, movie. This one's brought to us by Katie O'Brien. Uh, she's the same awesome moon goon who brought us the Bedeviled movie. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so uh, she's, I think she's about to become two for two on, on this podcast. She's got a gift for crap. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much, Katie O'Brien. I uh, appreciate it. Keep listening. Um, so Crack on the Floor. Um, this movie was released on April 24th of 2001. And are you ready for this, Aaron? I guess. In Canada. Motherfucker. <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> If you're missing that inside joke, just listen to last week's episode and you'll get a bit of that. But, uh, yeah, we have not had luck with Canadian movies no. <laughs> on this one. Even though it wasn't filmed in Canada, it was released in Canada first. So uh, I'm guessing it was a Canadian movie just that's, shot outside Canada. That's funny. Um, written and directed by Sean Stanek and Corbin Timbrook. Uh, you can find this movie on Amazon Prime uh, and Tubi. It is on both of those right now. Uh, the cast, I'm going to talk about a few people. Because there's actually no recognizable yes. people. Like actually recognizable people. We do so movie. many movies with, who gives a fuck? Now, we actually yeah. got a couple fucks. Yeah. Uh, it's been a hot minute since we've had that. Um, so, we have our main character, uh, Layman, played by A.C. Slater himself, Mario Lopez. He's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, if, if you don't know who he is, A.C. Slater is from Saved by the Bell. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Mr. Tyler Trout, played by none other than the Buse himself, Gary Busey. The Buse is loose. The Buse is definitely loose in this episode. 
in this movie, I should say, uh, no other introduction, nothing needs to be said about Gary Busey. Um, man, you know what? This is at least two for him. If we get one more Gary Busey movie on, he's he's eligible for Hall of Fame status. Yeah, he's in this, and he was also in Ginger, Ginger Dead, Dead Man. Man. Yeah, if we get one more Gary Busey movie on here. <laughs> we got a Hall of Famer candidate. Um, so uh, then we have Sheriff Talmadge, played by Bo Hopkins. This guy's got 132 credits, including From Dusk Till Dawn 2, Phantoms, the old uh, Ben Affleck movie with Rose McGowan. Way he back. was the bomb in Phantoms, Phantoms, yo. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Uh, Midnight Express, The Wild Bunch, and American Graffiti. And he was in a movie called Fertilize the Blaspheming Bombshell, which just sounds like an amazing porn. That's I'm sorry. A, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I want to see that movie. <laughs> or at least I want to see the cover art for that because that's probably got some insane cover right. art. Uh, moving on, we have The Mother, played by Tracy Scroggins. She got 83 credits. Uh, she played Cap- Captain Elizabeth Lockley in, on uh, Babylon 5 and like all of its spinoff shit. If you're into uh, Babylon 5 or sci-fi stuff. She's also on Deep Space Nine. And she played Cat Grant in on the uh, uh, Lewis and Clark New Adventures of Superman TV show back in the late 80s, early... Two, no, Lo- late 90s, early 2000s. Lois and Clark, right? Yeah. What is, that's Lewis, it, Lewis and Clark. I all time, Lois you got, and you got Clark. Lewis and Clark on the brain yeah. since we had our educational moment. Yeah. Um, so Lois... Lo- Lois and Clark. Um, She's also in a movie called The Haunted Dollhouse, Highlander, the TV series, Dollman vs. Demonic Toys, and then the original Demonic Toys as well. And uh, then we have Floyd Fried, played by Rance Howard. Now, this motherfucker has done pretty much everything there is to do on his son. 283 credits. He's, he was in the original Universal Soldier with John claude Van Damme, which I love that one. I, used to, I was a big fan of the, you original, were. You were. the original one. John claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, are you kidding me? Yeah, yes, please. <laughs> uh, he played John Devereaux in that. Uh, he was in Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Big, okay. big movie. Yeah. Uh, Toolbox Murders, which you guys should, horror, horror, should uh, horror people should know that one. Uh, Independence Day. Right on. Apollo 13. Okay. And Children of the Corn 3, just to name some of the bigger things in that people on that list of show might actually have heard of. And then, like, everything else on like every, every TV show ever done. Uh, and lastly, Heidi, played by Daisy McCracklin, which I just love that name, McCracklin. 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 Uh, she's got 21 credits. It sounds like she should sell like pork rinds, <laughs> um, or like be living uh, as a sea monster deep in the abyss. <laughs> it's McCracken. <laughs> I thought you were saying McCracklin. Well, it is McCracklin, but it sounds like the crack. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, 21 credits, and her very next movie after this pile of stinkiness was Halloween Resurrection. Motherfucker. Where she was Donna. She's the cute redhead in that. So this is two for her. This is. Well, yeah, yeah, we need to Halloween yeah. Resurrection. You're right. That's two for her now, too. Uh, she was also in Atlas Shrug Part 1 and House of Demons is another horror movie she was in. Um, if you guys have seen that or, or heard of that one. So with that said, let's move on to the actual movie itself. So the movie, we open with the credits right away. So no no cold opening or anything, just straight to the credits and close-up shots of some guy's eyeball. Like, he's kind of, like, laying on his side, like, in his dark Yeah, room he's got something. one strip of one, light. One strip, and it just highlights his one eyeball, and that's, that's his eyeball open. Big blue eye. Big blue eye. And then we're taken back in time to what looks like the fucking 1800s. Dude, it, 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 for all you know, it's, we're out in, like, Little House on the Prairie times or something yes. like that. That's what it looks like. Where a mother and her son have just finished burying the dead father in, like, a makeshift grave, shallow grave. And the mother tells the son that they are not to mix with the outside world. 
They are to wait for the second coming of their Lord. Because the outside world is evil. Yeah, stuff like that. She goes, and she tells her son that the world is an evil place, that nobody knows about them out here where they're at, and that she tells him life will be hard, but it will all be worth it in the end. And the son just stands there nodding, nodding and mm-hmm. wiggling and wiggling the, 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 the cross, like great makeshift grave marker of his dad. He's, he's not he's like, and he's like just fishing with the grave marker. It's really awkward. Like that's kind of morbid yeah. in a way. It's like, kid, come on. You know stop, what? Stop playing with your dead dad's grave marker. <laughs> just leave it alone. It's a sentence you don't say every day. Yeah. Um, the mother pulls out a small wooden hand carved like horse, horse with wheels on it and gives it to her son, telling him that his father had made this for him. Right before, I guess before he died or something like Lame that. Lame present dad. Yeah. I want an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jump to what I guess is the next day. We don't really know. And the mother's hanging laundry out to dry while the son plays in the dirt with his wooden horse on wheels or whatever. <laughs> the good life. The good life. Yep. <laughs> playing in the dirt. And the mom looks up and sees these two dirty looking men watching her from you know a little distance off. Yeah. And she tells her son, Jeremiah, the son, go inside, which the boy does. He gets up. He goes inside. The men start to slowly approach the mother. She walks up to them now and, like, asks them if they're lost. And I'm not really going to go into much detail about what is said during this scene. because But the mother ends up politely asking the men to leave and wishes them a good day. And guess what they do? They oblige. Well, yeah. not. <laughs> she turns- Canadian joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had timely, a timely we, Canadian we had a joke. Not joke. We had a not joke yeah. in last week's episode. Um, so she turns to go back to her laundry, and that's when the man, the man, in the overall says, "Oh, I think it's going to be better than good." Referring to her saying, "Have a good day." So it's going to be better than good. Grabs the mother by the back of her hair, tosses her to the ground, and now both men each take their turn raping her. While Jeremiah watches through a crack in the open door. Dude, this rape scene is ridiculous. It is I ridiculous. Mean, rape scenes are pretty always, like, real. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're rolling the dice on whenever you're filming a rape scene. That's that's some pretty shitty, that's, that's touchy stuff, right? Yeah. But the way they're doing it is just so comical. I mean, they're, wah! Yeah. Wah! Wah! <laughs> and they don't take any clothes off or no. anything. It's just no. the most... Comical PG thirteen rape scene I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and thinking of rape scenes, I know this is a weird thing to think about, but it's when I think about realism of a rape scene, and maybe I don't know, I'm not a rapist, so I, I don't know how how they do it. But I almost every single rape scene I've ever seen in any movie, TV show, anything like that, I always want, find it so odd and funny that like the raper is like, I guess just walking around the hard on the whole time because like they're instantly hard, like yeah. it's just like. Throws down on the ground, boom! I'm in. It's like, <laughs> don't you need like a minute to warm up or something? It's like, how? Do, like, what they walk around constant hard ons the entire time? Oh god! <laughs> like, how do they do it so quickly? And then, plus, and then the rapes over in, like two seconds anyway. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> should be analyzing rape scenes. Too yeah, much, let's, let's but... not get too deep into this subject. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, my bad. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Jeremiah's watching through like the door. He's got the, the front door kind of cracked open. He's watching through it. And uh, after they're done raping her, the mom looks up and says, Jeremiah, don't look. So she sees, she's being raped and sees her son watching her get raped. She Ugh. sees this the whole time. It's getting a little dark. Getting real dark. And she's like, Jeremiah, turn away. Don't look. And so the man finished raping her. The guy in the overalls smashes like a glass bottle that came out of nowhere. Uh, he came up with a, he had a bottle of Did booze. he have it in his yeah. hand? I didn't see it, but okay. <laughs> And then he uses the broken bottle and slits the mother's throat, killing her on the spot. Uh, the man, the he, the overall guy who just killed him out, goes into the house, tells Jeremiah that he is 
that he is just as pretty as his mama. I'm like, oh, God. Yikes. <laughs> oh, God. Are we about to have child rape now? Please don't tell me you have child rape. Uh, Jeremiah drops the wooden horse to the floor, which breaks on, on impact a bit. And then it just cuts away for a moment. And we hear like a thudding, punching sound. And we cut to a close-up of Jeremiah falling to the floor, bleeding from his mouth and a wound on his forehead. Yeah, and it's kind of similar to that shot of the eye that they opened Well, it crossfades yeah. into that shot. Um, we hear the man say, you ain't pretty no more as the image crossfades and time jumps to present day. So we, we go from kid Jeremiah to adult Jeremiah. Laying, again, still laying on that eye close-up shot. Yeah, so it's... And I think it says 33 years later. Yeah, it's thir- at least 30-something years later. Yeah, so what would you, how old would you say Jeremiah was when this happened? Seven, eight years old? Yeah. So he's got to be in his late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. Okay. I would say, I, would, I think so. Oh, yeah, 33 years later. Right there, mm-hmm. 33 years later, we jump. And we just take, we find this, we're this random young couple out hiking slash camping. They stumble upon Jeremiah's now rundown house. Every goddamn happy couple you ever see hiking in the woods, no matter what, they've always got to be playing grab ass. Yeah. And he, like, picks her up and is like, woo! Like, swinging around. <laughs> She's like, ha, 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 Every goddamn yeah. hiking couple or couple going camping or couple who's going to go swimming or some <laughs> bullshit out in the woods, they, a guy always has to pick her up and be like, woo baby, yeah! And she can't get enough. She loves it. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn it. Well, can't they just argue? Yeah. Like, <laughs> God damn, I don't. I didn't want to go on this trip anyway. I hate being, I hate the wood. Why they, you bring me on this? They did do that in minutes to midnight. If you remember that one. Yeah, I do remember that was. That's actually good. Go back and watch that. Um, so um, they find the house and they go inside. And as soon as they're the door hasn't even closed all the way yet, and they are immediately stripping down, making out, getting ready to have sex, <laughs> and it's just instantaneous. And we do get some brief titty shots, but it's not much. And I must have blinked. Yeah, yeah, you blink, you miss it. Um, and during this, we also keep getting shots of that, that close-up of Jeremiah's eye. All of next time, now he's looking up through a crack in the floorboard, hence the name, a crack in the floor. Woo. Um, and then, so we cut to outside the cabin. We hear sounds of various things like being, like, vases broken. It sounds like expensive vases being broken and like you know all this fancy stuff there's there's nothing in this cabin to break it's just it's a completely bare abandoned empty cabinet and then you hear all this stuff smashing that's a great point yeah. i didn't even think about that yeah completely but it's like these old like ancient chinese vases it's like he had a whole bunch of like crystal stemware yeah he, he's like these are my prizes but god damn it these people come in and start smashing it you got those like weird crazy like hummel doll figurines just smashing around some, fa- some faberge eggs just lying around just gonna smash around like those superhero glasses from yeah. the 80s i still have my collection of those i know uh so and then, so through all the laws of breaking, we hear the girls screaming. So we don't see anything. We no, just, you, we just you, hear you see it. nothing. And that's going to become quite the pattern in this movie. Quite the theme. Uh, and then we cut to Jeremiah in a dark tunnel, like underground, like chopping up what we can only assume is the bodies. And the, the chopping an is so, it's like you see a silhouette of him going to town, but the sound effects are so bad. Like when you're chopping someone up, you want to hear whack, fuck. <laughs> you know, you want to hear. I mean, because if you can't see it, you want to hear. You want to get the visceral, yeah, feeling. You know, the sound is really important if you can't see it, and it's just, yeah, not even that good. I mean, it's just, it's it's awful. Yeah, it is. I it was is really at first. I didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, was he digging? Yeah, it? it's it's hard yeah. to tell what he's doing at first. So that's why I'm saying I'm only assuming that's yeah. what he's doing because you can't really tell. Um, 
And now we cue the shitty rock music and we cut to the city where we first meet uh, Mario Lopez driving around in the streets his SUV. Uh, then we cut to some other main characters, Billy and his girl Sonny, the stoner couple. And he's wailing on his guitar. He's he she's a real tree hugger hippie, and he's wailing, he's like he's a stoner artist. And he gets really pretentious and annoying it, later. It, this just this character real quick. He starts off as like a dirt, like a rock and roller. Yeah. Like shredding on his guitar. Yeah. Smoking bongs, kind of being rude to his girl, like, get the food. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's kind of a dick. And then by the end of the movie, spoiler alert, you know, he becomes this like sensitive poet. Yeah. Like, it's oh, like, I got some shit on the poetry we're, later. We're talking like, whoa, these scales are so bizarre. Yeah. Like, how, when does this transition happen? And, and like, he's like, and right now he's just wearing like just a raggedy t shirt and jeans. Looks like a like surfer, a, bro. Look like a surfer, bro. And then later when we see him, He's wearing like some kind of like coffee house, some like some weird house. like yeah like like some mohair real... sweater or something. Yeah, oh my god, we're yeah. gonna talk about that sweater. Dude, when we it's, get to it's, it. He looks it's like insane. he belongs in like those old like so pretentious like early two thousands late nineties coffee houses with the cappuccino mug that's like you know, the, size the size of, of his a, head. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like just you know doing beat poetry. Yes. The yeah yeah. Oh can't, yeah, we're gonna talk about that when we get to it. Um, they get a call from uh, AC Slater. Uh, they tell him that that uh, they say, "Hey, we're packed up, and we'll meet you outside." So we jump to meet two more of our characters, and Kate, who's naked in the shower, and her man Johnny, who gives it the old cliche shower scare, um, using a dildo as a knife. And they end up making out in the shower, and they get a call from Sonny. He's like, "Hey, yeah, we're ready to go." And next comes some short scenes that introduce us to small town sheriff Talmage, his deputy Kevin, and the cranky, cantankerous handyman. Slash janitor Harold. Um, during this little scene, we also we we learn that they have multiple missing persons reports out. So Harold looks familiar, the cranky, cantankerous yes. old janitor. Yeah, and I finally was able to place him. Okay, naked gun, thirty three and a third. He is the that's the scene where Leslie Nielsen has to burst into the Academy Awards and under under the guise of being Phil Donahue, which is fucking hilarious. But there's an orchestra that's playing, and he's the conductor of the orchestra. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's a long a, time to get there. Yeah. But I got there, baby. Wow. That's a that's a reference right there. That's a uh, weird a, one. A link. Yeah. I, <laughs> I did not know that one. But I've only seen that movie like once, and that was like thirty years oh, ago. I've seen that movie at least. 40 times <laughs> I think I saw it like two months ago wow um, we cut to we, we cut to all of our main characters in AC Slater's SUV driving through the countryside on the way to go camp um, and in the car with him is Slater's new girl the redheaded Heidi Johnny starts telling some story about a doctor who got frostbit so bad trying to climb on Everest that he lost all of his fingers and the tip of his nose and this leads to A.C. Slater's probably the best line of the whole movie. He's saying, well, at least he, when he's 69 and a chick, his nose won't get stuck in her pooper. And I laughed out loud. <laughs> That's probably the best line in the best whole line. movie. Because I, I just went, Poof! <laughs> I'm watching this with my daughter, who's like, she's she's six months. Yeah, you're, you're you're lucky. You're at the yeah. age where you can get away watching. I, I got three year old now. I can't watch any of this shit with her around, and right. she's around all the time, <laughs> trying to find time to get this done is impossible. So, so she, enjoy this while it lasts. It's just happened. I'm, <laughs> I, I kind of scared my. She's like, because <laughs> I just it was this weird <laughs> pooper. 
so we jump back to the sheriff meeting a like tow truck guy who's pulling a car out from a small lake. And the tow truck guy, I think it's him, comes running out of the water wearing a wetsuit well, it, with they, a snorkel and a mask and all that. They did have a little bit of exposition earlier when they were introducing the sheriff and the, you know, the cantankerous old janitor was also the dispatcher saying Maggie they found name. you know looks like they might have found a car in yeah. the in the well, lake. I'm not arguing and that part. There's a diver that went there and he was the diver who went to in to go check okay. and make sure. I assume he was like a man of many like a small town so he did like everything. Well, he is the here's diver the and the tow truck driver. That's fucked and... up about that scene is that he comes out and he's like yeah, well, these guys around here they're going to get these cars out of here cuz there's mon- there's many cars well, now. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. he Let's says yeah. Uh, yeah. He tells the sheriff that he wouldn't believe what he found on there, and he found 22 cars. And first of all, I don't know what Aaron's going with this, but I'm like, no fucking way would there be 22 cars in the bottomless lake because it's so small. It's a small... The causing a lake, it's not even, like, it's more of a pond. It's a, a small pond. At that. Yeah. It, is, it looks like almost just, like, rainwater collected in a small dip in the ground. It's so tiny. 22 cars, my ass. And even if there were, they wouldn't be sunk. They'd just be like... Maybe up to the tires. <laughs> like well, the guy does off. come out of it. Well, you're, you're right. All right. You're right. He does come out of it. But we don't see how far it's out It's a tiny, comes. tiny it's bond. It's tiny. So, um, uh, the sheriff asked if there are any bodies down there, too. And he's like, no, he didn't. The diver says no. The sheriff just thinks it's an insurance scam. And I did I did notice his, his the, the costume or, or the wardrobe, I will say, of the sheriff. I kind of like that. His official sheriff vest is just a fly fisherman's vest with a badge stuck on it. It's supposed to. <laughs> I love it. I didn't notice, but you're right. <laughs> um, so we also learned that in this scene, we also learned that deputy, deputy, sorry, the radio and deputy Kevin's car is not working right now. So we, that's a tip of information we learn here. Uh, we jump ahead to the next scene uh, back at the sheriff's station. Uh, between this, the dispatcher Maggie slash receptionist Maggie kind of has a Mimi vibe going on. Kind of, yeah. And Harold the janitor. Um, this scene really surprised me for its extremely racist content. <laughs> oh was, shit! Was not expecting this. Whoa! So Maggie <laughs> asked Harold to take. Hey, because he, he is the janitor, his job is to clean up, and he's like, and he he is a crusty old fuck. I mean, he is incredibly, incredibly like old and you know. You, He's a crusty old fuck. Right. He's got to be like 86. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, at least that old. And uh, so he's like, hey, Maggie's like, hey, Harold, can you take some of these boxes out to the trash for me? And he responds with something along the lines of like, what shade does my skin look like to you? And I'm like, what? God, God damn. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is 2000. Like, and great. I mean, it's not like the 40s or, or the 50s. I don't work. But like, this is the new millennia. <laughs> this is 2001. Like, whoa. We went hard racism right there. <laughs> hard. But at least she calls it out. Yeah, she does. She goes, and she's like, you know, so I'm like, what do I look like to you? And um, she calls him a racist janitor. Like, you look like a racist janitor. And, she um, ain't wrong. <laughs> and, uh, and he says back to her, what if I race my hand up your behind? I bet that will get your fireworks going. I'm like, God Damn, not only do we have, like, this race guy, we have, like, a sexual harassing racist janitor in this, this movie. An HR nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't think they have HR in this tiny town. Like, my God. They just roll with it. <laughs> well, he cleans the shitter real good. Yeah, so. It's just the time. He was, you know, it was just the old, the way it was back then. He's just, a, you know, old timer. 
I don't know, but Jesus, I was not expecting that in this movie at all. I went, what? 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 So now we jump to Jeremiah in his underground lair, uh, sitting at a desk, reading his Bible with the wooden horse toys sitting next to him, next to the lantern on the desk. And that's that's the whole scene. So you, this is this is the first time we actually see his whole body. All right. Like yeah, yeah, for yeah. an actual yeah. And he's a normal built guy. Totally normal dude. Longer hair, but not crazy long. It's no, down to his shoulders yeah, and, and he, it all looks but, scraggy cuz that which is fine. But we never see his face. No, you never see his face. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, you know, I was actually kind of glad he wasn't some hulking behemoth. Yeah. Like Nathan Jones and Charlie's I, Farm. I was just about to bring up Charlie's Farm. Yes. My God, we're still connected. Well, it's, it's because they have a lot of similarities. I mean, and I was just glad not to see that because it's like, okay, how many fucking protein shakes does this motherfucker need to do to get that big? How many, is he deadlifting cars? You know, I mean, he's just a normal looking guy. Yeah, just toy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, where, 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 where? Oh, we jump to our car. Our main characters are still driving. And they're going to do this for a lot longer in this movie. Uh, Sunny asked Heidi what she likes to smoke, cigarettes, pot, or weed. I was like, wait, who said, like, wait, what? Hold on, who says that? Like, since when are pot and weed, two, it's the same thing. Like, what, like it's like, what, what? It's like asking, would you like a soda or a pop? It, 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 who says? I didn't notice that. Really? I, I found it so weird. I noticed it right away. It's like, it's like cigarettes, whole thing, fire yourself, fine. Weed, by yourself, totally fine. Pot? It's the same thing. It's yeah. Like, like, I was saying, do you smoke cigarettes, weed, or heroin, or something like that, or <laughs> crack, crack, or something like that? <laughs> you smoke crack. Uh, it's like it's a, she says the same thing twice. It is, I found it yeah, odd, that's, odd writing. Um, other than that, nothing to seem fucking matters or happens. There's, uh, so this, I'm just gonna skip it. And this is kind of a theme throughout the whole fucking movie. Yeah, they tell stories. Yeah, they love telling stories. They tell so many stories. And none of them relate to the movie no, at all. Or no. anyway, they're all telling stories about other people that we never meet or see. And they sound way better than the movie we're watching. Yeah. Like, I'd much rather watch the movie the guy getting frostbitten on Mount Everest. Like, yeah. That sounds more... And there's a story that comes up later where they actually do a cut scene yeah. to it. Oh, and, and looks, that looks way better. Yeah. That, I have a rant about that, too, when we get to it. So, uh... So we we go to the sheriff. We go back to the sheriff, and he ends up at Jeremiah's cabin. Somebody's he's out driving around. He winds up out there, wandering around. He goes inside. He, and he's, he's following up on a missing persons report. Yeah, but he's just but now that scene in this area. Yeah, so, but yeah. so he follows. He stumbles upon the cabin, and we inside we see Jeremiah's watching him through the, the hole in the floor, like he always. And the J- sheriff finds the murdered couple's backpacks um, in the cabin. He starts looking through them, and this Jeremiah starts to creep up on the sheriff from behind with a pitchfork in his hand. And the sheriff jots down some notes in his little notebook, puts the backpacks down, and he leaves without ever seeing Jeremiah and getting away, you know, in the nick of time, I guess. I found this really strange. You know, this guy's following up on a missing persons report. He finds evidence of the people. Yeah. And instead of, like, calling in backup or maybe, like, a squad that's people that are actually looking for him... He's like, he writes a note, like a post-it note, basically. Yeah. Puts it on the table, like, please call me later when you come back and get this bag. <laughs> Is that what he was? I, he, thought, he, he I just, thought it was like a little notebook. He, like, well, he did. He wrote notebook. it down. He tore out the paper and put it on the table. I missed and that I'm like, part. Why, why the fuck is he? And he just goes, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. You know, just bops on out. I missed that completely. Like, I'm like, this is the worst cop ever. That is, that's terrible police work. <laughs> if you're alive, please call this number. That's terrible police work. 
Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. And he leaves the bag there. Le- yeah, I was like, I was like, I thought you were gonna say, take he, the bags with you. He average. checks the bag, looks at ID, and then puts like, yep, that's them. <laughs> puts it back, leaves a note, and just whistles his fat ass on out. Shit! How did I miss that somehow? That is holy fuck! Is that amazing? Oh. That's so incredible. So dumb. <laughs> wow. I guess that's police work in Canada, man. The, the cops are just so. Yeah. I guess they're just polite. trusting, trusting, polite. polite. You know, let's leave a note for you. Call us on your own time, man. No rush. Yeah. It's all good. It's cool. I'm gonna go ride my moose. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, so we go back to the SUV, still driving, still more poorly written dialogue. Uh, the group talks about their their group trip tradition, and like you know, now way back in something they started this trip where every year. They go on a trip together, and each An- year another I, scary story. Well, it's not another scary story, but it's like sort of. It's they just basically I don't know. I just say that every year a different person in the group picks where they go, and like it's on a rotation. And uh, this year it was Kate or Sonny's or right. somebody. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. Um, so eventually they end up stopping for gas at this rundown shithole of a gas station oh, that offers free fried chicken with every fill up. And it's run by a one-armed man. Um, and they, his catatonic daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, they get out of the car to stretch their legs. They wander around the premises, the, the property. Um, Heidi and Kate, they head off together. While they talk, we learn that Heidi just finished college with a major in special education. And she's a, quote-unquote, dancer. But she clarifies that she dances in a bikini. So, I guess she's not a full-on stripper. Go-go dancer, I guess. Uh, during this conversation, we also get... A now very outdated, I mean, hell, this shit was outdated even by 2001 standards, but we get a damn Gina reference, uh, which, for those who don't know, is a Martin, Martin, the sitcom TV show Martin Lawrence. Is, He's so crazy. He's crazy. Martin. <laughs> damn, Gina. I, holy fuck. We, in back-to-back weeks, we had a not-joke reference in, from Canada, and now we have a Martin, a damn Gina reference. Whoa, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Martin ended, Canada catch up. Oh, I mean, Jesus you feel Christ. like it's like some Middle Eastern, like third world country movie. Like, yeah, I was like, c- c- catch up with the times, man. <laughs> Granted, this is 2000. Martin ended in like 97, I think. 97 yeah. is when it ended. And like, so even by 2001, it's still an out, pretty outdated reference. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch, but a damn Gina. Martin was a popular show, but it wasn't that popular. I remember watching it. Um, I watched I, some of it. I watched it. Um, I mean, what it was, was the name of Martin's? Cross-dressing Shanene. Shanene. <laughs> I was about to bring a Shanene. <laughs> damn, Marshall's sharp with Martin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so we get damn Gina, and then we cut to the one-armed man bringing A.C. Slater and Johnny. Is it Johnny or Billy? I, I think it's Johnny at this point. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're fried chicken. I mean, just they give them a whole bucket of it because they were like, hey, I give you a whole bucket because, you know, you guys, all of you guys. There's a whole enjoy. bunch of you, we'll give you a bucket. So, yeah. So we, we take jump- pride in serving people the finest around here. Yes, indeed. Uh, we jump to Billy and Sonny. Wand- yeah, Billy and Sonny. Uh, they're wandering around now. And they, they're running around this building. They, they round the back corner of some building. And they and kind of and they, and they run into a clutch of dead and bloody chickens. Just like five or six, seven dead Eight. chickens. All just, just look massacred. Yeah. And this brings us to our second educational moment now. Oh. Uh, a group of chickens is, other than being called a uh, clutch, can also be called a flock, a brood, 
and a peep. Hence the name of the terrible marshmallow candy. A peep, peep of chickens. A peep of chickens. And a clutch. And a clutch. Why not a cluck? That That's seems the sound like they a, make. But that would be so much better than a clutch. Yeah. A cluck of chickens. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you know what a pack of chickens is called. Uh, take your pick. Uh, <laughs> like peep. A peep. Yeah. Uh, popping up behind them, wearing a filthy, torn, light blue suit and yellow sunglasses and holding an axe is the Buse himself. <laughs> and for some reason, Gary Busey's face is covered in ketchup and mustard. And dude, well... This this the way he looks is insane. It's it is insane. His hair is just on it. It looks like he just stuck his finger in a light socket. Yeah. He's got this like blue polyester it's shirt like that's like powder sh- blue. Just too. like sh- yeah, like shred kind of shredded up a little bit, real dirty. Yeah. But in these guys with a blue vest, he's a three piece suit. Yeah, by the way. It's a, you're right. It's a three piece. And then these sunglasses almost look like those Back to the Future they're sunglasses. Like, they're like surfer boy, like, like Ray Ban. Almost like, like those Back to the Future sunglasses you got at Pizza Hut. In like the early '90s, yeah. when Back to the Future Two came yeah. out, they're like just like crazy cool sunglasses. Yeah, very '90s, totally '90s. So weird looking. Yeah, but I loved it. I'm I like, loved it too. okay, things are gonna pick. This up is here. how I expect Gary Busey to dress like every day. <laughs> like if you just go to Gary Busey's house, this is just his, his everyday attire, and I'm like, I love it. Um, this is his. Now this scene is <laughs> he wears so this. so fucking weird and and out there that I'm not even going to try to describe it for you. Um, so I'm just, I actually just uh, just captured the audio of this entire scene. Thank God. Just to let you enjoy the awesomeness that is. This might very well be Gary Busey's finest acting moment ever of all time right now. Fuck point break. This is it. This is it. Um, so just sit back and enjoy this clip of Gary Busey. Hey! <laughs> Good afternoon. I'm Mr. Tyler Trout, your servant. Are you looking at the chickens? Well, that mangy old maggot-eating stray dog of mine had his way with the chickens, and I had to get rid of a lot of them. It's a shame. Would you like to snap one of them's neck? I got a lot out in the back. And the minute they die, you can smell the rabies leave their body. It's spectacular. Your girlfriend's not feeling good. I want you to take this chicken wing. Give me your hand here. It's not hard. Take the chicken wing, it's soft, and use it as a suppository. Leave it in for 10 minutes, it'll take you out of your misery. Go behind that truck, you'll be hidden. Go ahead, tell her to go. You know what's good about that surprise story? When she farts, it's gonna smell like southern fried chicken. You hold that in your heart. So Whoa. What? Whoa. What was I this <laughs> I'd beyond words for what I don't even describe what we just heard. That is amazing. That is so weird. <laughs> so weird That shit, that dialogue sounds like it. That somebody just cut it from like Terror of Bloodfart Lake. That it that it belonged in there would be fine, but man, what? And the way he delivers it, yes, it's so, so awesome. I, that's what I'm saying. The finest Gary Busey performance ever. And the thing is, pretty much that's his entire bit in this movie. Pretty much after that, you never see him again. And he has second billing, by the way, <laughs> second billing. Mario Lopez, Gary Busey, who's in this movie. 
His le- screen time is like less than three minutes combined. And he's got second million. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want to snap a rabbit chicken's neck. It's it, fantastic or whatever he says. And then shove a chicken wing up your ass. As, as a laboratory. To cure your nausea. Yeah. And when you fart, it's going to smell like fried southern fried chicken. chicken. What? It's amazing. It's a- <laughs> God damn. I... I'm sorry, like, I can watch that scene of this movie, like, over and over and over again. It's It's incredible. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's so ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, And I do remember, I will say this, the the email I got from Katie O'Brien, who, when she suggested this, I remember she, in her email, she said, she she said the Gary Busey's lines about rabbit chickens and fried chicken, it's crazy. You will not believe, like, she, like, you have to see this. I'm like, okay. She did. It, it lived up, man. She delivered. <laughs> she she was right about that. Oh, she did not lie. So my God. So getting back on track. Um, all the kids get they, they're back in the SUV, and up comes uh Billy and Sonny. Sonny, yeah, and they're, they're like, freaking go, out. They're like, go, go, get out of here, go. And like, what? Why? Um. It's a pretty fucking weird part, though. Right, and, and don't get me wrong, it's, but it's not like they're being chased by somebody trying to kill them. They're like, I would want to get the fuck out of Dodge, too. Yeah, but I don't think I'd come <laughs> running. i like, we gotta go, right? And I'd be like, dude, get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't be running screaming for your life <laughs> yeah, at that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, like, I'd be like, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Um, so, Bob, when they come, when they get in the car, everybody else in the car is eating the chicken. We see. Everybody's eating the chicken. Um so they start driving off while Busey and the one-armed man stand there watching them drive off. Kind of laughing. Laughing. And they're, they start talking about moving to Brazil to play with monkeys. And play hide and, the banana. And putting bananas in hidden places. <laughs> like, it's, again, it's just the abuse. I didn't record that scene because it's not as, as... But my God, again, it's just weird. Who are these people? Like, I want the movie... Fuck these these kids in the car. Like, right. Just give me a movie about these about bu- these two characters. Tell one armed man and Busey. About this one armed man who runs a gas station slash chicken shack. shack. Yeah. With Gary Busey, Busey. who wears a del- like a completely destroyed. Who looks like suit. a used car salesman in the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect description. A perfect description. You fucking nailed it with that. <laughs> I mean, that's the movie. Make a movie about that, and I will watch that all day long. <laughs> yes, just the random people who come through and the yeah. weird shit they do. Yeah. Oh, uh, and we didn't even talk about the catatonic girl, like no, the dog. Like, no, yeah. she, 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 she just, just doesn't matter. She, yeah, but one shot still, that's it. it just makes everything more weird. Yeah, it's oh. yeah, so weird. Um, so the one-armed man asks Busey if he told the kids about the chicken. He says yes, and then it cuts to a quick shot of the SUV coming to a like a screeching halt. And all everybody starts. Everyone rolls chicken. down the windows, and chicken, chicken. comes flying out of yeah. every every window. And Busey and the one-armed man are laughing. Um, and then Busey just says, "I know her. I got diarrhea," and just runs just off screen. Runs off. Never see Gary Busey again after that. That's all you give the Buse. But my God, was it worth it? <laughs> my God, talk about maximizing your screen time. No shit. My God. Um, so yeah, so um, we cut back now to the sheriff. Uh, driving around, and he gets a radio call from Maggie. She tells him that the plates on the Jeep that was put on the lake uh, belonged to, like, a Bradley Mitchell or something like that. They got the plates back. And recognizing that name from the backpacks, the note he left, so so sure. po- politely left that note for him, um, Sheriff tells Maggie to get Kevin to meet him out, meet with him somewhere, I guess, at the camera or something. 
And then he pulls like this crazy like Dukes of Hazard like U-turn like he slams on the brake and does like this drifting U-turn. It doesn't Hunt. match the what was discussed. No. He's just like, "Yeah, how you doing, Maggie? It's, it's another lazy day." But things started getting a little peculiar. I'm just going to go ahead and meet him back at the place. <laughs> like this insane yeah. like stunt. Yeah. <laughs> like dirt's flying up everywhere. He just he hits the brake like, it's a, like a, a skidding, drifting 180 degree U-turn. Just about to tip over, but he keeps all four wheels. Like it's yeah. it's an intense scene. Oh yeah. And I'm like, why? And keep in mind, the sheriff is no spring chicken. The sheriff's like in his 60s at Late least. Late 60s, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the sheriff goes back to Jeremiah's cabin, calling out for his Mitchell guy. Uh, he heads back inside to look around again. Uh, Jeremiah shows up, throws his pitchfork at the sheriff, impaling him through the chest. The sheriff slumps to the floor, tries to pull out his gun, but he drops it. He's as, too weakened from the blow. Yep. As Jeremiah approaches him, the sheriff just says, Finish it, you psycho son of a bitch. <laughs> what? They're like, like, who are you or what the fuck? He's like, just finish it, you psycho just, son of just, a bitch. Just kill me. Yeah. Just do it, baby. Um, so Big Jer grabs the shaft of the pitchfork and lifts the sheriff up off the floor and into the air, then slams the pitchfork into the wall, pinning the sheriff to the wall about two feet off the floor where the sheriff finally dies. And this is where I was like, okay, we, and, we solved Jeremiah. He's not a yeah, big guy. You, you're ahead of me. You know where I'm going with this. And this sheriff has got to be the two and a half to not three a small bills. He's, 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 he's at least three. Knocking on the door of three he's bills. Got a big old, I don't know how tall he is, but he's, he's, a, he's, 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 he's a thick boy. He's more than thick. He's fat. He's yeah, a big he, he's, fat. He, he stopped at that gas station. He's got plenty of that fried chicken. Yes. A yes, lot. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> fried he, chicken he, barbecue. That's, he, what he, he, that's where he does all his Phillips. Yeah. Get that fried chicken. So to see him get picked up, hoisted off the floor effortlessly, and then pinned to the wall and, and, by, and, by a guy who's face on the wall, who's smaller than I am, yeah. you know, I'm just like, mm. yeah, I said <laughs> I call bullshit on that kill. Yeah, you know where I stand. Um, so now we're gonna skip over some the stupid use, another stupid use of scene involving Deputy Kevin, where he ne- nearly kills the racist janitor Harold <laughs> after a, mi- a mistaken it's, it's like mistake a- identity of. Ketchup for blood or some shit it's like that. It's just a really shitty comic relief yeah, it's, moment. You know? They try to have these comic relief. They're trying to cleanse our palate of that horrible, vicious kill. The rape scene, maybe? I don't know. But, <laughs> geez, like, yeah, these comedy scenes are a waste and they fall flat. So, uh, we, we just jump back to our main core of characters and they finally park the SUV, get out their gear, and start the hike. Um, and it seems very random where they leave the car, too, because it doesn't look like... It's not like a... Camping grounds or park here, campsite yeah. here. It's just like it's, it's like some random. Like, oh, let's pull on the side of the road and was some random. Well, here's fine. Let's get on. Because go. the girl mentioned, you know, I got to choose this year. I want to go hiking, horseback riding. You know, yeah. So like you think she had some shit planned or some shit booked? You know, like you just don't show up in the middle of the woods and go, "Where's a horse?" Yeah, I mean, you that's know? what it seems like. They just find like, some, yeah. it, some random spot. Like, all right, here's a good spot as any. Let's yeah, go. It's totally random. Yeah. Um. So and then there's a quick shot of Big Jer hacking up the sheriff's body, just like we saw at the opening couple. And then same, same, same exact shot. Yeah, exactly. And then right back to our group hiking through the woods. And this is where I gotta say, holy fuck! Can we talk about the fucking clothes that some of them are wearing? Because this is where we're talking about that sweater. Because I have seriously, what the fuck is Billy wearing? I think it's a mohair sweater. I'm not. Sure. I don't know what mohair. He's in the woods wearing like this turtle. It's not just. It's a turtleneck sweater that looks like I said maybe like made from like chinchilla or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure how to describe this insane wardrobe. I mean, it's 
And he's got like sunglasses that have that are almost completely clear, but they have a blue lens. But they're almost completely clear. Yeah. Which is even better. Yeah, it's like those weird like hipster like or seventies hippie like like I imagine like seeing like John Lennon like Yoko Ono wearing those type of shit. Yeah, but it, but with a modern frame. Yeah, with a modern frame. Yeah, yeah it's so weird. And I just can't get over that fucking sweater because it's not like this is the winter. Everybody else is like a lot of people wearing like the opening cut was wearing like jean shorts and tank yeah, tops. Mario, Mario Lopez has a tank top. Yeah, on. it's like yeah. and he's wearing a full on sweater that looks like it's the most douchey looking thing like in, like in the night for early two thousand one. It's I, terrible. I, I kind of like it. I kind of oh, like it. Oh, fuck you. I, I, that doesn't surprise me. I kind of like it. Oh. I would wear it. I got to see it, man. I kind of like it. <laughs> it is douchey. It is stupid it's looking. It's so douchey. There's something about him. It's like, I think I can pull it off. <laughs> so I am starting to like this guy. <laughs> oh. As he was fighting, just, he took a nosedive <laughs> for me in the likability category. Oh, my God. So, anyway, they notice that Slater isn't with them, so they turn around and head back to look for him. They come across his gear on the ground. Giant thinks Slater's screwing around, but then they hear a man scream coming from the woods. It's not really a scream. It's, kind of, it's more <clears> like, a, <throat> yeah, it's more like <clears throat> a grunting or something. You can't tell if it's like a bark or like... You got, you got hit, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, you know, like, yeah it's yeah. a weird noise. It's, 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 not e- a scream, it's either though. I'm hurt or I'm going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's not a it's scream, somewhere though. between. Yeah, it's like definitely a grunt. Uh, Giant still thinks Slater's messing with them until they hear a second, quote-unquote, <clears> scream. <throat> yeah. um, a third scream comes, and and this scares high enough to cause her to just take off running and scream herself. She's like, fuck it, I'm out. And she just bolts in the opposite direction. Bo is gone. And everyone gives chase. Yeah, everyone in the group chases after. And they're just after. sprinting through the woods. Yep. And they're going at a pretty good clip. They they're, are. I'm like, I'm actually impressed with their ability to run down, like, through, like, terrain like this. And you know what? Know what? Not a single one of them tripped. No. It can't be done. You can't run in the woods and not trip. And I was pretty impressed. I was like, these guys are pretty fleet of foot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, eventually, Billy catches up to her, but instead of just like, hey, stop, he fucking full on like Ray Lewis tackled the bitch to the ground. Bam. Bam. Um, keep in mind, like, like Aaron said, they were running a good clip. They run for a ways. Like, it's, they run for a good while. Like, yeah. they, they cover a good amount of ground, which is, that's why I keep saying, keep in mind, because as soon as Heidi and Billy hit the ground, out comes Slater from the opposite direction, which makes zero fucking sense. None. It's just in fucking possible that he would show up at this spot um everyone gets pissed off at slater Heidi wants to go home sunny ends up twisting her ankle during the run at some point she's like oh, i hurt my ankle which is plausible considering plausible. how they yeah. they ran through this yeah i'll give her that uh slater swears he wasn't the one screaming and he didn't pull any prank his reason for being away oh from i the love group his reason was oh god because he was tying his shoe yep. and he saw a rabbit. A rabbit! And he thought, oh, I can surprise the group and have rabbit for dinner. The only, because everybody who sees a rabbit, a rabbit, the logical thing is, I can chase down a rabbit on foot. And I'm going to skin it, gut and, it, and, and cook it. it as a surprise to the group. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> I have never seen any animal in the woods say, you know what? I can outrun that. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Although, you are not A.C. Slater. I am not A.C. Slater. That is true. <laughs> he is a specimen. Yeah, but God he was, damn. He was a captain of the Bayside Wrestling Team. Yes, he was. <laughs> but you know what? 
he did get he 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 barely held on to that wrestling captainship because I heard there was a wrestler by the name of C.A. Slater that gave him a run for his money. C.A. Slater was quite the badass. Yes, he was. Yeah. C.A. Slater was quite the badass. You didn't fuck with him. Yeah. He, um, he would hit you with the Bayside and yep, it would be all over. It would be all over. The Bayside, man. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was a really shitty reference to um, Aaron's early, short-lived <sighs> professional wrestling days. And my, his, my, his first character was C.A. Slater. My backyard wrestling days. Yes. Uh, where we actually had a ring set up and stuff and... <laughs> People came and watched. That was A.C. Slater, or C.A. Slater. C.A. Slater. For Christopher Aaron. Yep. C.A. Slater, and my finishing move was just a gut-wrench suplex. Yep, call it the Bayside. I call it the Bayside. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I can't take, I have to, I will say, I'm a little proud of that name because you I came, I up, came up the name. I was in the Army at the time. I was out in Arizona, and we were talking on the phone about when you were doing this, and I was like, you, you, need, you need a name. I was like, well... I was like, you know what? He's like, you're a wrestler, high school wrestler, AC Slater. Oh, shit. See, let's re- you can reverse AC to CA, and instead of Slater, you can spell it C-A-Y-T-E-R, Slater, you know, to give it a little bit of menace. And you're like, you made me I'm a like, shirt. I, I think I did make a shirt. You made me a shirt that said CA Slater on the back and said, beware the Bayside. <laughs> I fucking loved it. <laughs> We had a website and yeah. everything. We like, but we had one match. The ring broke during yeah. our backyard match. I wish I could have been there to see that. I wanted to see that so bad, but I was out there when I could. I was proud of coming up with your first wrestling name. We weren't even halfway through the car and the ring broke. <laughs> Fuck. All right. So anyway, we, we go ahead. Don't the rabbit. Um. And, okay. I did say really. What's the the at that point? I said the writers. This is what the writers went with. Like, who the fuck chases down a rabbit? Think they can actually catch it? There's like, there's so many other things that Slater could have done or chased after something that would have been much more plausible and made more sense. Like, why, right? Why go with rabbit? That was written. That wasn't improv. That was like, that was somebody actually. Yeah, oh, you chase a rabbit. I'm like, no, don't I chase a it, rabbit. Make chase- more. This is this is this is what I think should have happened. They'd be like, hey, I was embarrassed because I got the shits really bad. I had to run off and, you know. That would make great. Like, I do. Yeah. I just had to go take a shit. And I didn't want. Yeah, I mean, I left my gear because I didn't want. You know, I dropped my gear on the ground, and I, you know, hey, I did get pretty far away because it's not. There was no bushes to hide behind. Yeah, you know, it, that it, would have been so much more plausible and more believable. And you can make fart jokes. And, 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 you know. and he's been kind of crude anyway. Cause yeah, he's talking about the whole sixty-nine and chick out in the pooper. pooper. So like, yeah, yeah, I had to go take a shit. It fits his character. Yeah. Like yeah. not, I'm gonna chase down a fucking rabbit, and all of a sudden he's like a, a gourmet, like a like a a woodland chef. He's a survivalist, <laughs> exactly. He's like, well, he should, right, he should right. have gone showing discovery, like naked and afraid, or something like that, or you know, rabbit survival in the woods. Like I don't know, Man, fuck you, it. You can tell we haven't done this in a while. Your dog is reacting to our loudness. Yeah, he is not happy. It's not just us. My dog barks at every fucking thing under the sun up there. Like if I had to actually put like I tried to put like black. Like poster board over our back doors to try to block his view of things, so he try to cut down his barking so much. Is it because he would see a rabbit? I it very well could have been a rabbit. <laughs> um, so uh, he does say, uh, uh, "Billy." I will say this: this Billy does call us bullshit. Billy does say something along the line, "A rabbit? How could you even catch rabbit?" So I will say they at least kind of call themselves on that, but still, it's stupid. Um, AC Slayer mentioned that he did see, oh excuse me, a cabin. And suggested they should go check it out because they need to stay warm and Sunny needs to put her foot up, you know, rest her foot. So they're like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. All right, let's go. Because they're just in the middle of the fucking woods. Yeah. 
so they all arrive at the cabin, and after some bullshit, they have, and you know some uh, grab ass or whatever, they eventually go inside, and it's about fucking time that they arrive. Because we're, keep in mind, we're at fifty-two minutes into this snooze fest. Fifty-two minutes, and for the most part, nothing has fucking happened. Nothing. We've had story time, which was, still isn't over. We're gonna get more stories ahead. We've had dumbass. Blame comedy attempts, a racist janitor, and lots of driving around. We did have Gary Busey, we, but that was like maybe thing. eight to nine minutes. That was five minutes of that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So 52 minutes, they finally arrive at the goddamn cabin. While the group looks around, the cab, like I said, the cabin is completely empty, so I don't know what they're going around looking at because there's nothing there. Uh, we do get shots of Big Jer sitting on his bed. Fidgeting with his wooden horse toy. Yeah, they do show that, oh, these guys might have been trappers back in the day. Because they do show a bear trap or a... Uh, uh, yeah, a, I was, yeah, like was going to come to... Yeah, okay, that comes yeah. up eventually. You know, you're right. Yeah, because uh, Billy finds some blood on the floor. Yeah. And uh, they think it's assumed it's animal blood. Because, because they, they see... Like, oh, look, there's... There's old traps. Yeah, there's bear old traps hanging on the wall. wildlife traps. You know, those snap... snap yeah, traps. Yeah. yeah. It's not fair. Um, so the group goes about getting ready to buckle down for the night. Uh, Johnny and Kate go out to gather firewood. Uh, while they're out, Kate tells Johnny that she's preggers. And we skip back to the whole group together, gathered around a campfire outside the cab, which is weird because they say, hey, there's a fireplace in here, but yet, let's, you're outside. I don't know. It's weird. Um, why would they be outside anyway? Um, and this is where, this is where I, Billy's douche meter goes way up. His pretentious asshole goes screw roof because he starts reading this horribly shitty pretentious poem that he wrote to his defense he didn't suggest that he read it it was his girlfriend who said he needs to read his poem now he doesn't say oh no 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 he granted he, he jumps at a chance he jumps at the chance he's wouldn't, like no 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 I'm not wouldn't you marshall like to express your feelings through the written word at a campfire <laughs> amongst your friends <laughs> Don't tell me you wouldn't jump at the opportunity. Oh, boy. I don't know, man. But it's... I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't think you'd ever write down your feelings ever. <laughs> like, the most, like, sh- like, trying to get a feeling out of you is trying to get blood from a turnip. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, a man who keeps his feelings deep. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, after the horrible poem, Heidi goes inside to change her clothes while being spied on by Jeremiah. Um, she looks up and screams at the sight of something. Everyone rushes inside. Turns out it was just a mouse. The tiniest. God, tiniest of mice. Goddamn little cute dormouse you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, it is. It's an adorable little thing. Um, Slayer just picks it up and places it outside. Like, oh, I'll take it outside. He puts it right down outside the door. But what they don't see is Jeremiah standing right there on the other side he, of the door. He places it through the door. He doesn't look on the other side, but he puts it right by the shoes. Yes, you see Jeremiah's shoes standing there. Um, lurking outside the window. Um, real quick. Real quick. Jeremiah. Yeah. Seven years old, eight years old when his mom dies. Yeah. 33 years later, mm-hmm. he's got shoes. He's got clothes. Yeah. I, I, I just assume, he, well, Missy Pete, maybe he's taking off the people he's killed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or his dad. His dad died, but, yeah. you know, his dad. Like, dad would have had clothes, clothes somewhere. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks for helping me close that loop. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I could help you there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Slidey, Slater and Heidi, Slidey, <laughs> Slider, <laughs> Slider. I don't know. Uh, Slater and Heidi go off for a walk in the woods while the others hang out, uh, hang out back in the cabin, all snug up in their sleeping bags, talking. Uh, Johnny tells some urban legend, ghost story. This is where we get this is this is 
story time number like five now. I don't know. I've lost count, but this is this is the one that really grinds are, my gears. Are we turning this into an anthology? It, it might as well be because we have like the story of the creepy people at the gas station, mm-hmm. and now we have the, the story of Jeremiah and his family, you know, and that whole story. Yeah. And now we have the story of the, Empty Man of the Empty Man, Empty Man, and it's. Again, just a whole bunch of nothing fucking happening. Just more time-wasting bullshit with these stories. But the story about this one is like... All the other ones, it was just them telling it. But mm-hmm. for some reason, this one... The filmmakers decided to show whole cutscenes of this story being told. Like, what? Like, I'm so pissed. Like, this is why... This is what they waste time and money on the film this? Like, why? Why waste time on... Why waste money and film on this show... You could spend that time, money, and film on sh- maybe, I don't know, actually showing a kill, being better there. Why are we wasting our time and visuals on a story that doesn't pertain to this movie at all? Give the money to those ladies so they can show some titties. Yes! Or, you know, I know they haven't played up, but hell, you say, yeah, I heard, you know, the Urban Legend, there's this kid named Jeremiah who lived in these woods. Yes. Showed Jeremiah killing some other people throughout the 33 years. Yes. And, but no, why we, who the fuck cares about the empty man? Some EMT who went crazy and killed people. Nobody, there's no bearing on this goddamn movie. Why are you wasting our time showing it us? Dude, you make a great point. Just tell the story of Jeremiah in the woods. You have 33 years that passed between this show. You can show something there. That's perfect. That's a perfect way of doing it. Because it ties it back into where you are and the killer that's literally beneath your feet. Yeah. Yes. God damn it. So do you want to talk about the MT man? Do you want to? I'm going to do a brief thing because yeah, I kind of... Go ahead. I got, honestly, I want to see it's the a, MT it's a, man. It's a better... I will say it is a better story. Like It would be a better movie than this. This story is way better than the movie. Although it is kind of... It's kind of similar to Old 37. I mean, it's kind of hacky, whatever. It's but, hacky, you know. but it's very similar to Old 37. But, well, in a way. In a way. In this a way. Is, this is so it's but go a, ahead. You want to talk, go ahead. Talk it's a story about. of an EMT whose her fiance dies because she couldn't get, like, an organ. I forget which one. She was, yeah. you know. she, she needed, fucking kidney problem. She needed a new kidney. heart. She needed a new kidney. Something like that. And she couldn't, you know, she was on the donor list, couldn't get a donor. Um, so he's an EMT and whenever he would come up to a crash scene or something, he would look at the ID first and if they were a donor, he would let them live. But if they were not a donor, he would fill it out say they were a donor and then inject air into their bloodstream, causing their, causing an air embolism in their heart to stop. So not a bad story, kind of interesting. And then he gets... You know, he. I think he gets caught. Anyway, they, they they go on and on about it. he did. He killed twenty seven people, and when they go back to his place, they find that he has twenty. He cut out the hearts of all twenty seven victims and had them floating in a formaldehyde tank. Yeah. And I did like they said. Well, at least he's not a heartless killer. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they hard. show cutscenes yes. of them showing up to a wreck site. Yes. Of injecting air. They into took people. time and money to show like make a wreck. They had a car flipped upside down. Yeah. Bloody like, bloody blood blood people oh, lying around. Like they, this is what they spent their money on instead of spending money on the actual movie that matters. And it looked good. I mean, not not great, but yeah. I mean, it looked like you like you, you said. They they booked time at a studio. They got a car. They flipped. Like they put money into this. Yeah, and they even I think they gave it more thought than this story because like the empty man, like E M T M. T-M-E-M-M-T. His, his soul was empty. And when he, caught, the loss of his when wife. he was caught by the police, he said, I just feel empty inside. Yeah. 
cool story. Yeah, I kind of like, like it. Yeah, so much better than what they did. Like, I, just, I oh, it makes it, it makes it so much more infuriating to watch the rest of the but movie. But it's like, so weird that they shove this five ten minute scene into this movie that has nothing yeah, to do nothing. nothing to do with their journey. Know what I would have liked though? What would have been cool? No, remind me when we get to the end of this movie because I, I don't want to say anything now because it'll give away spoilers. But so remind me when we get to the end to, to come back to this. Oh, okay, all, all right. right. So anyway, after the the, the story the story time cuts uh, story time they they chat some more. Billy says some more pretentious bullshit. It all sucks. Um, we cut back to Heidi Slater laying on a blanket. She tells some depressing story. Another about how fucking her, dark story. Another story about how her father died in the woods or something like that. Or like he killed had, himself or something. He had bullshit. like terminal cancer and he committed suicide yeah. and she found his body. Yeah. Um, Out in woods, very similar to this. Yeah. And I just wrote, at this point, God damn, this movie's so fucking boring. But they're going deep with it. like Yeah. And they're trying to, I guess it's supposed to be like her acting. Like this is her Emmy Real, this but is her. This is her, her submission to the Emmys. They or something do like this for like every character throughout the whole fucking movie. It's just like it's this exposition dump, but it has nothing to do with the actual story. Yeah, none of it comes back into anything at all. Um, Slater Slater gets up to go get something, I guess, and he leaves. He's like, uh, he goes I'm to piss. Here. Is that what it is? He okay. goes, I control. He's like, there's a lot of things I can control. I can't control my bladder. I'll okay. be right back. All right, and he just leaves her in the wood. Yeah. So now there's a shot of Jeremiah lumbering through the woods like Bigfoot, and then right back to Heidi, who is now asleep. And all of a sudden, this is fucking weird. Like several hands just come erupting up through the ground beneath her and like grab her while she screams, and then she wakes up. Like so now we're having a very like Nightmare on Elm Street moment, uh-huh. or like some like evil. Da- I don't know. Like I don't know why I think evil. Da- I guess just woods and weird shit. Ugh. But. What? Why is this up in the movie? What the fuck is maybe, happening? Maybe a poltergeist moment. Yeah, like, I don't... The hands coming out. At least they, just, they weren't, like, putting fingers up. Yeah, they weren't finger banging her. <laughs> you guys Trying to show seen... that chicken wing up her ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a poltergeist tie-in. Uh, man, I just love it. was like Gary... If the hand that came out of the ground was wearing, like, a powder blue suit. And it was Gary, was like, <laughs> Gary Busey. Let me just show that chicken wing up your ass. You need this as a suppository. <laughs> This will take your depression away. Right here. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's this flash scene of hands coming out, and then <sighs> what? Yeah, whatever. And that's it. Yeah. Then she wakes up. Nothing happens. So why is that there? Because it's not like, like this. The jump scare doesn't even make sense for this movie because nothing. This movie has been paranormal or like people coming back from the. Like, it makes zero. It doesn't. It's not like Jeremiah. It's not like she dreamt of Jeremiah like right. coming out from behind a tree and killing her. That would make more sense than this. Like again. Nothing connects. Like they just nothing, nothing does. Nothing connects. <clears throat> so there's um where was I? Uh so she wakes up gasping and she hears someone walking up behind her and places a hand on her shoulder. Of course she thinks it's AC Slater. She turns to kiss the hand and then but she looks up and sees that it's Big Jer standing there, and before she can scream, he snaps her neck. She's dead. And How far away did AC Slater go to piss? It must have been really fucking far. How far away did he go to piss? I don't know. Because really, if I'm telling someone I got to go take a piss, I'm taking like 20 steps max. I'm, you're going just far enough to be maybe out of line, just far enough away that you know it's and, not and, like the And pee far is, enough away that you don't smell my pee. Yeah, it's not like you're going like a quarter mile away. Yeah. You're going like, yeah, maybe 20, 30 feet. Just, 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 just find a big enough tree just out of, just that, you know, there's that... 
you you get the feel, you have that feeling for it. you feel it's just that bubble that politeness bubble that stone you throw you can, away yeah like I could still whip a whip a baseball and hit you like if you're behind a tree you could peel behind a tree and you would still have visual sight of yes Earth, you yes know? yes like that yeah hundred percent agree with you that does kind of I would agree with that um so uh where was I I'm sorry <laughs> um oh he snaps the neck and. And I, you know, I, at this point, I had my notes. Like, I need to clarify. I'm calling him Big Jer, but you know, we are talking about he's, he's really not. not he's big, not that yeah. big. I just call him Big Jer. Um, cut to Deputy Kevin. Now he's driving around trying to find his way out to the cabin, and then right back to Slater, who has returned to Heidi. He lays down next to her because she's just laying there all peaceful on the blanket, and he starts kissing on her and feeling her up. And it takes <laughs> him a few moments to realize that she's actually dead. So a little I, bit of necophilia I, going I, on there. I kind of love this part. Because when he discovers that she's dead, you see that her head's been completely twisted around <laughs> to the other side of her body. And he's been, when he's feeling up on her, he's feeling on her back and butt instead of her boobs no, and No, because she's laying on her back. She's, he's feeling her stomach. And I think he, feels like he no, doesn't feel like you, he's No, you must have completely missed this because her head has been twisted all the way around. Because when he's feeling on her, he's like, what the fuck he's feeling? And he's like, realizes it's her butt he's touching and her head's been turned all the way around. Her head's been twisted 180 degrees. I must have missed it. And so I guess because I, I guess she's wearing a midriff shirt. So I thought what her, I guess her exposed back. I thought was her was her her body is her her, her her body is face down, but her head's been turned around, so it's facing up. Okay. So her head's been completely twisted around, and he gets up. He's like, "Oh my god!" I missed that. Th- I did miss that then. But the whole time this is happening, dude, he's saying kind of like cheesy lines, like "You look so beautiful." Yeah, I wish I could kiss you right now, but you're sleeping, and and the actress starts to smile. Does she? She starts I miss that. She's smiling. She, <laughs> she's she's I, I know. Nah, I guess I'm, off camera she wants that uh, AC. Slayer and the, the reason I looked at this is because you mentioned last week last about week. one of our one of the kills. Pre- pre- the key stab, yes, the key who's, stab. Who's breathing still. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this bitch is, this is her laying here. I'm going to see if she starts breathing. Oh, shit, she started <laughs> smiling. <laughs> Man, she wants an AC Slade a dick. She wants to get bay-sided or something. I don't know. <laughs> Beware the bay-side. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to get taken to the max. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. So, um... Yeah, so he, he once he realizes she's dead, she, he kind of takes off, he takes off running back to the cabin, and that's where we cut to now. And the rest of the group, they're all still awake, they're and still being boring. Uh, Billy goes outside to write more of his crappy poetry because yeah, he, he got he was hit by inspiration, so he had to go outside to not write. I was like, I had to go write just something. He went out. They say this in the movie. He goes to create, and again, when somebody says, "Oh, he's gonna go create," you know they're pretentious pompous bastards and you just want to slap them i'm so that bothers me it's just douchey that's that's douche talk yeah it is it is it is douche talk but he's got a cool sweater (laughs) (laughs) he does not have a cool sweater um so he goes outside to write down more of his uh crappy poetry and this is where he finds like these cellar slash storm shelter doors. Yeah, he finds some storm doors. You know that. No, they kind of like they're know. in the ground. You open them up, like you know the, the old, kind you see in the movie Twister when they're like, oh, "Quick yeah. to the shelter!" and they and open the, up the doors, yeah, yeah, the, the old storm doors, living. and they run into the cellar. It's yeah. like a storm, like a bunker kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um. So he opens them up, and of course he heads down inside to check it out, and he finds himself down in Big Jer's lair. While and while he's snooping around, Big Jer starts to slowly creep down the stairs towards him. 
Uh, Billy finds the crack in the floor. And, he, and this, I did find this kind yeah. of funny. He, he has his joint with him the whole time. So he takes a big puff of it. And then he blow. He basically shotgun. He blows the smoke up through the crack in the floor, which is right in front of his Sonny's girlfriend's face. face. Yeah, so she's so she, she's sleeping and inhaling weed, and he thinks this is the funniest thing in the fucking yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, where was it? So upstairs, uh, Johnny now wakes up, and keep in mind, Johnny and Billy. I get these two fuckers. They're, they're practically interchangeable. One's the douchey guy. The other's just kind of Billy. I'm sorry, Billy's the douchey guy. I swear, Johnny is just like. A guy. A guy. He has, like, zero personality. Like, anything... He is, like, the epitome of Mr. Average. He's not A.C. Slater. He's not... Yeah, he's not A.C. Slater. He's not a douchey, you know, douchey... At least least it's something. Yeah. He's just... He's just there. there. There's nothing defining about this guy whatsoever. He's a plain t-shirt. Yeah, exactly. Plain white tee. Plain white tee, Johnny. Uh, Johnny wakes (laughs) up. Uh, not seeing Slater or Heidi, he decides to get up and go look for them. He heads outside the cabin. We go back to Slater running out, running out uh, in front of Kevin, Deputy Kevin's car. Oh, hold on. Oh, okay. That murder, you know, he AC Slater finds that you know the chick is dead. Yeah. And he goes running off. Yeah. And running. And, and running. running. And running. And running. running. And running. How and running. fucking far away is he from the cabin? Yeah. And is he running back towards the cabin? We don't know because he's running through the fucking yeah. forest forever. You would think he'd run back to the cabin to get the other. Well, here's the thing. I'm thinking, okay, if you're going to be sleeping outside, you might be sleeping, again, like we were talking, stone throw away. Not that far away from the cabin. Yeah. Close enough that you can get to it pretty soon because it's a fucking cabin. Or at least keeping it in eyesight. Yes. Because you're on the middle of the fucking woods you've never been in for you don't know where you're at and it's nighttime and he now goes, it's running for and they show him running and running yeah and running and running i'm like how fucking far away is this asshole yeah that's a great point i'm just I, like the spatial awareness of this movie is so fucked up yeah they can't even like make it like relatable no like, that's a why, great, why i, I this, wish I, I i should grab that but that's a great point i'm glad to bring it up because why is this guy running a 5k from the murder scene to the cabin yeah <laughs> and the thing is he doesn't even go back to the cabin he runs out to the road yeah. and, and runs to the deputy kevin which is not a fucking weird ass thing because you if i found a friend my girlfriend dead or someone i came to i'd run back to my groom like holy shit guys yes what the fuck she's dead we gotta figure this out we gotta get out of here we, we gotta, gotta go get, get the fuck out of here yeah. we need help yeah not why Jesus Christ. If anything, this makes him more look more suspicious. <laughs> like, I, he ran away instead of going to get help. Anyway, um, so Kevin hops out of his car. I'm gonna, I'm really going to shorten this scene because it, it's stupid. Basically, it's like, they argue like, hey, I need to come. Oh, whoa. Who? And Kevin's like, oh, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. And it goes back and forth. It ends up with uh, Kevin whacking A.C. Slater over the head with like his nightstick and knocking a Slater out cold. Because he dies for his gun. Yeah, for some reason Slater's like, because Kevin wasn't like listening to him. He's like, I need your help. I need your help. She's dead. She's dead. And Kevin's like, whoa, 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 calm down. Why do I know you're not? Blah, blah, blah. I don't know who yeah, you are. What's, what's going on? He's so Slater's not like, you're not, he, Slater's like, he's not helping me fast enough. So, uh, so again, the, like, I, the, he's, he must be deluded because he can think he's fast. He must think he's the Flash because if he thinks he's fast enough to chase down a rabbit, he also thinks he's fast enough to grab a cop's gun before he can get caught doing it. Like, what the fuck? And keep in mind, when this is happening, they're like six feet. It's not like he's like right next to the cop. They're like six feet apart. Yeah. They're social distancing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he makes a lunge for the cop's gun. And Deputy Kevin just like whacks, whacks him over the head with a nightstick. <laughs> knocks him out. him out cold. 
<laughs> so and I, I love it. Definitely, I do like Deputy Kevin going, "What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one. That's one of the few funny yeah. moments too. Uh, you got any more beers? Uh, we might have. There might be a beer too in right the uh, in the old fridgeroo. All right, cool. you, want me, you want me to pause this real quick? Yeah. We'll take a little pause for. We're gonna take a pause for a beer break. Beer break. Pee breaks and beer breaks. That's right. Pee breaks and beer breaks. We got we got a pee from time to time, folks. It happens. You know, can't control that. But anyway, meanwhile, uh, Johnny finds Heidi's dead body in the woods, and he takes off screaming for Slater. He's like, "Ah, oh, Slater!" Well, it's Lehman, but yeah, it's, it's Slater. It's Slater. It's Slater. Um, he slows he slows down to a walk, and maybe if he didn't slow down, his stride would have taken him over this. But he slows down at the very wrong time because he takes the very next step. He steps into a fucking bear trap, and uh, he screams out for help. His <laughs> his screams wake up Katie and Sonny, who were asleep in the cabin. And this 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 part drives me nuts. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Kate, the part he's talk, about talking about is because Katie tells Sonny uh, that he heard giant screaming, and and she tells stay put. Yeah, she's like, you stay here. I'm gonna go find him. You because if I hear my fucking girl out in the woods going, oh god, there's a bear trap on my foot. <laughs> I'm going to go, Marshall, wake up. <laughs> we got to go save my girl. Come with me. You know, but it, it doesn't happen. She, she says, hey, no, you stay here. I got this screaming, you know, screaming for bloody murder life kind of good situation. 100% I agree with you on that. But I, I will say the, the the only thing I'll say about this that maybe that you're forgetting that. Because uh, yeah. remember, Sonny. Yeah, her she's supposed to have an, a, a twist and angle. She's hurt. Yeah, so I, I, that would make sense for her to say, you know what, stay here. You're hurt. You're gonna be more of a liability for me out there. So you can't really run and keep up. Just stay here. I, I agree, but they never show them taking care of the ankle. Hundred percent. You're right. They on never that. say you're like like putting the ankle up. No, ice the it ankle. Would, it's a great point because they even they, Slater specifically says the whole reason they need to go to the cabin is. It's getting, we need to be warm, and we got to put Take Sonny's ankle up. If we got to rest our ankle. They show her sitting in the fireside, fire no problem, side, hanging by the out. fireplace, and it's sitting back. Her legs always, it's never raised. It's ne- never, never like, talk about it again. There's not a splint on it. It's nothing. It's like, ignore no. that fact from here on out. Um, so, yeah, you have a point there, but that's my, I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate. Um, so, anyway, Kate is out. She goes out and finds Johnny and tries to pry open the bear trap with, like, a Dick. Yeah, she finds them, you know, flopping on the ground, and she grabs the smallest twig you it, possibly. It's grab. so tiny. It's like there's no way this thing is gonna work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was actually kind of like chuckled at this. I thought, <laughs> I thought, I think they'd show it like he'd go, "What the fuck are you doing with that?" Yeah, <laughs> you would think so. It's like, no, bitch, get a bigger stick. That ain't gonna work. You need a, you need a proper branch, not yeah. a twig. But whatever. Uh, so we cut back to Sunny in the cabin, and she looks over at the door and sees Big Jer entering the cabin. <laughs> Well, carrying Billy's dead body like out in front of at complete at, at, at full arm's length, like he's holding a stinky poopy baby at arm's length, is holding this dead limp body, which would be fucking impossible at that angle. It was because of the sweater. Yeah, it's the sweater. The sweater's so tacky. It's, it's too douchey. Oh, so much douchiness, I can't stand it. And he throws Billy's body. Uh, at Sunny, and it practically lands on top of her. She scrambles out of her sleeping bag. We cut back outside where Johnny and Kate hear Sonny screaming. They look over and see Big Jerry's shadow pass, like his silhouette pass yeah. over the window. And then we just hear Sonny screaming. And, and like then, some sound effect. It's, it's like, really like you is barely it, is it, hear like, it. 
I didn't even hear. Aaron heard. I didn't yeah. hear. All I heard was you hear screams and then the something screams just, happened. Like yeah, the slipped on a banana peel. The screams just stop. And then we see Big Jer exit the cabin. Uh, Kate frantically tries to get the trap off of Johnny, but she can't. Big Jer grabs a pickaxe. It just so happens to be laying in the yard there. right there. Just right there. Just laying on the ground. Sure. Picks it up. Head towards Johnny and Kate. Johnny tells Kate to run, but she doesn't. She pulls a Dolly Parton, and she stands by her man. She does stand by her man. <laughs> and what she get in return for that? She gets a pimp slap from hell. From hell. From hell. <laughs> To her face, which sends her off the screen. <laughs> Completely off the screen. I love the fact that you call it a pimp slap from hell. Yes. <laughs> this makes me think of, like, the Godfather if he was part Undertaker. Yes. Or if, 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 if JBL had the clothesline. If JBL had the was mixed from with... Hell. If was, JBL was mixed with the... God, had the Godfather. Instead, if he was the rich stock market, JBL was the Godfather instead. Yes. And he had a white pimp. He would and have he, the, 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 the pimp slap from hell. <laughs> Fucking love it. Because uh, <laughs> she goes flying off screen. Off screen completely. Just slap. Gone. I, see you, bitch. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Where was I? Uh, okay. Uh, Jeremiah swings the pickaxe down at Johnny and gets him, like, in the left pectoral muscle. And Johnny's dead. He seems He's to die. See, seemingly dead. Yeah, seemingly dead. We cut back to the sheriff's station where Deputy Kevin has Slater locked up in a holding cell. And Slater's trying to convince Kevin about what happened and tells Kevin that, you know, we need to go back for the others. And I'm not the killer. That they're in danger. We have to go. And, and this isn't a horrible scene. Eh, it's, it's really not that bad. Because it's not the, that bad. The reason I, I, I think it's not horrible is because Ke- Deputy Kevin basically just says, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a small town. Things like this don't happen here. I need time to think. Yes. And it, it makes sense. It makes a hundred. This is one of the few logical things. Yes. Like it does make sense. It's because he basically says, I don't know how to handle this. Give me a second. Yeah. If I, if I haven't said it before now, I'm going to say it here. Um, Deputy Kevin may be like the most logical, realistic, relatable, relatable character. character in this movie. Uh, despite all the, the failed comedy relief scenes he's in, but still like his actions are the most logically thinking it stuff. It kind of makes sense. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. It's it's just like this. This is a horrible murder that may have taken place, but you're not sure because this guy died for your gun. You can't. You you believe him, but you can't trust him. So yeah, you're gonna say, "Let me cuff your hands." And take you out, which I think is coming up. Yeah, that's coming up. But yeah, it, it makes sense. So we cut back to Kate, who is now down in Jeremiah's lair, sitting on his bed with her head, with her wrist all bound and like tied up by like rope or string or something. And she looks over and sees Jeremiah standing there just a few feet away, just looking at her. And she starts, she asks him like, why are you doing this? And we get a flashback to the opening of the movie uh, because we get we, we need this now. We need more cutscenes because we, we're idiot our, as an audience. We're fucking idiots who don't remember the beginning of the movie. <laughs> well, and the mom is like telling Jeremiah that they don't mix with the outside world. That no one knows they're here, well, and nobody ever will know they're here. This idiot is curious. This idiot is curious. If, are we supposed to believe now that the Kate character? It resembles the mother. My God! I in, oh my! In is some, that's what they're going for? I 
fucking hope not. In some way, shape, or form. Because she looks nothing like the mother. Doesn't look like her. It's like they don't even have the same hair. Kate's blonde. The mother would have like Brunette. dark, dark brown, almost black hair. The mother's dressed like a goddamn Puritan. Amish Puritan. Yeah, an Amish Puritan. And this chick's wearing modern day for 2001 modern yeah, clothes. Yeah. And they, what what are we going for? Because it's like, is he just picking a woman for object as affection? Why didn't Stony make it? Why didn't Big and, Tits McGee? And honestly, boot? Kate, if we're if we're going for an object of his affection, like Kate's the least attractive girl in the movie. I would agree. Like, Heidi and Sunny are by far more attractive than Kate. I thought Sunny was fucking smoke show. Yeah, and Heidi, I thought she's Stony. She's I like nice Heidi, tits. but you know she's cute, redhead. She got she yeah, got a great buy, a nice rack on her. That's that's your which type you of, see that's, by the way you do see her rack in uh, uh in Halloween Resurrection. Atta boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's your type of gal. But me, I like the stony one. Yeah. That's that's my t- stony. <laughs> you like the stone girl. I like the stony one because she's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Heidi was a fucking stripper, so uh, well a bikini. But bikini dancer. Bikini dancer. So um, I don't know. I hope that's not what they're going for because if it was, it does not link up well it doesn't it doesn't make yeah, sense yeah it's 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 ham-fisted yeah you know they're just trying to shove this into like oh he sees his mother in her because that's what the impression i'm getting the only thing i'm thinking of looking at my notes and the things is that the line that again i might i might be reading too much into this is that he's killing you know obviously he's killing her and these people because the mom says no no will ever know we're here so he has to kill these people to keep them from telling other people that he's there because the key of his mom's problem is that no one will ever know we're here. I don't know if that's it or not. I might be reading more into that than, than I'm, get, I'm giving this movie more credit than it deserves. Yeah. But anyway, we go back to Slater and Kevin. At this point, Kevin agrees to take Slater back to Kevin, but insists on keeping Slater handcuffed, as you said a moment ago. Uh, now we go right back to Kate, and Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah cuts off the ropes that are binding her wrist, and she starts asking just like a string of questions, all to which uh, Jeremiah just... Remain silent through. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't, so he doesn't anything. you got this guy kind of conv- you convinced him enough to cut the bindings on your hand, and she's trying to like find a way out. You know, she's trying to trying to find. She's asking the, the she's asking the questions. You know, which I don't blame. Like you know, yeah, okay, why yeah. are you doing this? What's going on? Why? Blah blah blah. Can I go check on you know? Yeah. Like, Johnny like, if you're or, not, yeah, but again, like I don't know if this is like again, it's just like a King Kong Faye Ray type of thing. You know. Um, right. Right. Like oh, or, you're, or my, you're, you're, little... you're my you're my new. Pet. Love object. You're my pet. You're yeah. my. I'm like. Or, or is this a just, motherly thing? Yeah, yeah. Like you don't know here um, because he starts coming towards her. Yeah, and she. Well, and roughly she thinks she's like, oh my god, yeah. She starts screaming like he's gonna kill her, but he might be like, I just wanted to give you a hug or, or something, or or, 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 or oh, if we want to get real dark, or give you my little Jeremiah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the last thing Jeremiah saw happen to his mother was mm-hmm. be raped, and so maybe yeah. he's like. I need to rape you now. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what love is, right? Love is yeah. rape. Right? So that's we, how I we, convey we, love. We don't exactly know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. We, we don't find out. No, you we don't. don't. We don't find out because what happens, Marshall? Because what happens is, uh, Big Jerry backs her in the corner, and that's when Johnny fucking pops up behind Jeremiah, um, and, and hits Jeremiah in the back with a pickaxe, um, embedding it in in Jeremiah's upper back, and he c- drops to the floor like a, like a fucking bag of potatoes. He's still alive. He's still alive. But what's fucking insane about this scene is that his ankle is fucking shredded. It's, it's mutilated. It's, it's gone. Like you get stuck in a bear trap. That, so you ain't walking on that. He thing. was able to take a you know get his ankle trapped by a bear trap. Yeah, a pickaxe to the chest. Yes. Get yeah. out of said bear trap. Get out of said bear trap and get the pickaxe. You know, open it up. Like 
creep down the it, stairs. So, so what he does is, I don't know the order. He, he he opens up the bear trap, takes the pickaxe out of his chest, <laughs> and then somehow managed to gingerly, like a ninja, sneak, sneak down the because stairs. Because they show they, a person sneaking they, down a the close stairs. Up, a close-up of not just him, not like his face, like, but lo- like he's struggling down the stairs. Like, oh, I gotta do this. No, they show a close-up of his feet. Like, gingerly, one step at a time, tiptoeing downstairs on an ankle that is, for the most part, shredded hamburger. Like, shouldn't even be able to stand on it. But somehow, he's doing it. And then he surprises Jeremiah like a ninja, like, ha! With the pickaxe in the back. Drops Jeremiah to the floor. Johnny and Kate rush out of the cabin. But they don't make it very far before... They, they don't get too far. No, because Johnny collapses to the ground again from his fucked up ankle. Uh, and pick, Now his ankle's fucked up. Yeah. We see Big Jerry exit the cellar. He stalks over to them. And this part, I actually this this the scene where Johnny's running out and you know collapses and Kate's there. It's delighting. It it looks convincing because Johnny looks like he's he's fucking pale. See, I didn't see that. Now he's I got, may have looked away or not paying wasn't paying enough attention, but I didn't see what you're. Seeing I don't here. know if it was actual makeup or dumb luck or the lighting. I don't know, but he looks. Bad. He doesn't I, look I'm gonna chug up to lighting and dumb luck for this movie. I mean, it, it, I was I was actually surprised. I was like, wow, they actually put in the effort to make it look like he's on. He's he's pretty much fucking done for because she still looks full of life. She so I think yeah. I think it was an actual good choice. I think I think they purposely did this. Maybe I'd like to think so, but I'm thinking it was just a fluke. <laughs> but uh, anyway, giant, hey, hey, I'm not. I'm just trying to throw him a bone. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Johnny tells Kate to run, and this time she does. She learned from that. That one pimp slap was 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 yeah yeah. Because she, she learned her lesson. Jeremiah is coming at him, and he's like, "Go, go!" She's like, "I'm not gonna leave you." He's like, "Go!" She's like, "I went, bitch. We've been here before." Like, I ain't getting that backhand again. I learned my lesson. Fine, but she waits to the last second, man. She does. She does. She waits to the last second. Yeah, she does. Um, so she does take off running. Jeremiah looks down at Johnny, but besides, like, well, he's not a threat. He's just like, he's, he ain't a threat. Yeah, because you know how much of a threat Johnny is? Not much. He's not. He, he feebly grabs his leg. Dude, I love it. So, yeah. He, like, hugs his leg like a little kid would hug his dad. Yeah, like, like, don't go, daddy. Yeah, but, the, yeah. but then, here's what I think happened. Here's what I think happened. I think in that millisecond as he grabbed uh, uh, Jeremiah's leg, Johnny realized that, oh, shit, Kate's pregnant. And then he had, like, this vision in his head of, like, him sitting on the couch like in a tank top with a beer gun and like a kid jumping up and down on the couch and I'm like daddy 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 and he's like fuck it and, and he just let go like oops oh my god <laughs> oh no oh no oh no he broke me run baby run I, he got away from me oh no I think that's what happened I guess I, I think he just let go accidentally let go let go let go <laughs> We're both dads. We both love our kids very much. We love our kids very much. But Jesus Christ. Uh, so that's, that's it's like, he, he kind of does. He, like. he kind of holds him and goes, eh. uh, yeah. oh, oh, no. Okay. You're, you're not. You're, you're too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so anyway, Jeremiah then. Uh, He's talking every case. Yes. He's uh, got the he, pickaxe. He, he takes the pickaxe and he throws it at Kate. The pickaxe, like, end over end, goes in and hits her square in the back, killing her instantly. She's dead before she hits the ground. But motherfucker, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. 
when he throws that axe, you can see it because they show it's a pretty cool looking shot. You see Johnny reaching up, you see the waist of Jeremiah walking, and you see Kate in the distance, and you see him throw the pickaxe, and it goes end over end over end. He throws it with one hand. Yeah, now he doesn't throw it over, like two hands overhead. It's like his one, right hand. One hand. End over end. And it goes just a bit outside. <laughs> just so, just to, to like, you know, reference old, Major yeah, League. Yeah, good old Bob U- It's very clearly way off to the right, and it lands around her feet. But they cut to a scene of her with a pickaxe in her back, flying to the air, crashing to the ground. You see, I missed that. I must Dude. have been looking down when I missed that, but I've, at the same time, I fucking <laughs> love it. When I saw that, I was like, okay, he missed. Yeah. When I see him throw it, I'm like, okay, he missed. He's going to stalk after her and kill her with a hand. Something's going to happen. But no, the next scene is her flying down the ground now, okay, with well, a pickaxe. I'm like, holy shit. That's lazy as fuck. Yeah, well, is it lazy? Let me ask you this, though. Is this possibly on the level of, like, Swamp Ape, where it's, like, Andy Kaufman's <laughs> genius bad? Where, like, maybe they love... Because you, earlier you said you saw Heidi smiling when she was supposed to be she, dead. She was. So, maybe... Did they make a choice to leave these bad things in? I don't know, man, because I watched Swamp Ape not too long Wait, ago. You watched, uh, what? I watched Swamp Ape, like, like, like a month ago. And, bro, it. it was fantastic. Genius. Fucking <laughs> just, just genius. If you haven't watched Swamp Ape, go watch Swamp Ape, guys. Do but yourself a no, favor. No, I, I don't think this was a choice. I think this was just being lazy. <laughs> really lazy. It's like, oh, I got to edit this and really cut. Like, we had to shoot this scene again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck it. She got hit. <laughs> She got hit in the left. Oh, yeah, she's, she she got, got not hit. only did she get hit like in the, she got hit on the left upper part, which is completely diagonal of where she got hit. Um. So uh. So anyway, Kate's Kate's dead. She's dead. Fuck it. So 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 then Big Jerry he looks he grabs Johnny and, and drags him over to yet another bear trap that happens to be. Open and ready in the yard in the front yard of this cabin, like really close to the cabin. Somehow everybody has managed to miss up until like now. No one saw this at all. Yeah, and everybody's been running around outside, and no one stepped in yet. But uh, he drags him over to the, the, the uh, other bear trap and forces him face first down into the bear trap, which snaps on his head, killing him and, and, and killing. So Johnny, yeah, it, Johnny's dead. And this isn't a bad shot because it's like you see him dragging him over to it. You see the bear trap, his face next to it. They cut to the back shot of him shoving him down. You hear the click, and then it shows his face Yeah, it, it's, in the bear trap. It's probably the best done kill in this movie. I, I would agree. So yeah. uh, I was I will say that. Um, so now, this is fucking crazy. We cut to the next the morning when Kevin and Slater finally arrive back at the cabin. So, wait, what? Like... Because so twelve hours have passed. During all this time, we see Slater and and Deputy Kevin, yeah, riding in the car, and they just cut scenes back and forth. Yes. It's like it's going to get light soon. Where are we at, boy? Yeah, it's going to get light soon. Where are we at, but boy? Also, keep in mind it's going to get light soon. Where are we at? It's like it's like cut after cut after cut. But it's, seriously, but also keep in mind that when they when when the group is at the cabin, not once did they ever go to sleep. So there was never like a time to like they went to sleep. Time passed, and they wake up, and then the murder started. Right. It was they were awake this whole time, and and then Slater was awake the whole time. So it's been like twelve hours or something like that since this shit's happened, and they're finally getting back to the cabin. How far out is this cabin? 
Like, the, the whole spatial, yeah. like, distancing in this movie is off. The, it and makes we, no we, we've sense. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Like, like, how far away was Slater and his people girl? People running, and, yeah. People, like, their space awareness is so fucked up, as well as their time. Yeah. You know, space and time are relative, and they're really stretching it really fucking right. yeah. they are. Yeah, it, it makes zero sense. So, anyway, uh, they get back to the cabin, and they find, like, this blood and, like, bloody viscera stuff all over the place. And they go inside, and as soon as they enter, Big Jerry, who was like hiding behind the, the the front door, like you know, you know, they open the door and he's behind it, so they can't see him. As soon as they walk in, and keep in mind, this is all done in like shadow and silhouette, so you never actually see the people on the screen or like their reactions. But as soon as they walk in, he hacks Slater in the back or like in the back of the head oh. with the pickaxe. Deputy Kevin turns the point. Well, well, he, first of all, Slater collapses dead on the ground just instantly. Done. Done. Just done. And then Deputy Kevin turns and points his gun. He tries to get the gun. Yeah, gun raised. You're right. And and then and, and then Big J Bullfrog just here. Fuck it. Just, just fucking pickaxe Kevin right in the head, and he dies. And next like this is all done in shadow. So I'm like, what the fuck? You you you're telling me. That your main character, your top billing, your big get for this movie, Mario Lopez. Emlo. His, yeah, Emlo here. He, he dies basically off screen in shadow? It doesn't get a proper kill scene? I'm like, fuck that. Here's what I think happened. I think Mario Lopez got to this point in the film and it's like, fuck this movie. I'm out of here. He walked <laughs> off set. So they're like, well, what do we do? Uh, uh, we'll just get a stand in and kill him in shadow. Because what the fuck? I've never seen a movie where the main character doesn't get a proper, like, death scene. Like, a, a proper if, if, send-off. If, if the character's going to get killed. Yeah. Like, you got to make sure the character gets killed, except Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks <laughs> in Halloween Resurrection. We're going back again, to that one again. tying into this movie. Yeah. Who's, like, featured top billing on the poster. Everyone loves Tyra Banks. And she's making her fucking cappuccinos. And next thing you know... She's just dead. Right, but... They showed her dead body afterwards. Right, but I will argue that, yes, she's a big name in that movie, but she was not the main character. True. Busta Rhymes is more of a main character true, than she was. True, she was true. She was there as a cameo, as a co-star, but she was not and the she main had, character. And she had, she had Because all, billing, yeah. all the kids in the house were more of a main character than Tyra Banks was. It's a good point. It's a good point. Where in this, Mario Lopez is practically the entire movie, He's almost. the main character. Main yeah. character, and he just gets... Just a half-ass, we're going to kill you in silhouette bullshit. Maybe he said in his contract that he will not die. Like, he's his character oh, will not die. Oh, you think he has, like, a Vin Diesel contract? Yes. Where, he, where if those of you don't know what I'm talking about, a Vin Diesel contract is every movie Vin Diesel's in. You can watch this and go back and look at, holy shit, he, I'm right about this. His contract states he can never lose a fight scene on film. That's in his contract. He every he can never lose. He might draw or the fight might get broken up, but he can never lose a fight scene on film. That is a Vin Diesel contract right there. So stupid. So fucking stupid. <laughs> Maybe Mario Lopez had the same thing. He's like, I will not die. So they said, <laughs> okay, we're going to film you, and you're, you're going to be the hero. You're going to save everyone. Yeah, and I remember, hey, Mario, you're done. Yeah. You're, you're filming done because you're coming you to it. You did it. Go and they sent Mario Lopez home. Like they went back, and then like, all right, is he offset? He's gone. All right, bring in this, bring in the body double. <laughs> Whack! We're gonna do a silhouette shot. Silhouette shot. <laughs> Seriously, I do not, I cannot fathom or understand this kill at all. Um, but him, both him and Kevin, just get whacked in shadow. Uh, and then we just, 
that's it. And we cut to uh, the shot of the crack in the floor again. The and we eyeball. See, and we see B- Big Jerry's bullfrog's eye looking up through the hole as this really tranquil, like, piano and violin music plays. It's really pretty. It's really weird. I just realized you're going, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Yes. Jeremiah was Thank you. A I was like, somebody going to pick up this? Bow, bow, yeah. Bow. Yeah. yeah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Big, Jer- big, 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 big Jerry was bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. Yeah. So, uh. Never did understand a word he said, but he had some mighty good wine. Something like that. We had a mighty fine time. Oh, he, he, no, he had mighty fine wine. Maybe, but we had a mighty fine time with that mighty good wine. Oh, well. I don't know. It's been no many years it's been since I've heard that song. I don't know, but I'm getting drunk. I'm getting drunk, too. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. So, um, anyway, so the camera pans up from, from Big J Bullfrog's eye to one of the cabin windows, and then it crossfades to that shot we had the opening where, where it's just Big Jerry laying down on the side in the in the darkness with that one one little sliver of light, like highlighting his like, one, like, yeah, like one, we his, his, the his one eyeball yeah. in the opening, and then he closes his eyes. Like, uh, I'm going to rest I, now. I can sleep again. He's had a busy week. He's had a busy, busy <laughs> night, and he goes back to sleep, and we fade to black. Roll credits. That is uh, cracking the floor, my guy. Uh, my, yeah. Everybody, that, yeah. that's it. Uh, <laughs> wow. So uh, anyway, uh, let's move on to this week's favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. So his he he had a real busy week. He had campers who came early. He but, killed it. You know, like, we don't really know how much time passed between those campers and then the main group. It could have been 24 hours. We don't know how long they've been. It could have been 24 hours. You, been you know what? I just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know what I realized? Okay, so the sheriff dies there, right? Yeah. And the, the, he hacks up the body. Body's gone. But the previous camp, couple, that camp that we saw in the opening, their backpack should have still been there. But never once did the new characters come and say, hey, who do these backpacks belong to? There's stuff here. Where where are these people at? Unless Jeremiah, Never did, unless won. he did some cleanup. Unless okay, maybe okay, maybe Jeremiah cleaned it up. He, but but he, he did he keep his abandoned but shack. But he tidy. didn't clean it up before the sheriff got there, and that was a long. So true, he left it there. True. So I don't think he did because there was those. Pa- not only was our backpack on the floor, there were panties on the floor. Too. Yes. So that shit should have been there when our main group arrives and be like, whoa, there's panties and a backpack here. Where are these people at? They'd fuck that. There's a loophole right there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but go on with your favorite kill. <laughs> oh, my favorite kill. Okay. My, my favorite kill. I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn. Um, really? I'm surprised at that. The reason I'm torn is because after talking about it, because it was so spectacularly bad, <laughs> it makes it my favorite. Oh, uh, you're talking... Uh, is uh, the pickaxe flying through the air, <laughs> landing at her right, like well beyond her right foot, but suddenly is in her left <laughs> quadrant back <laughs> as she falls and dies. It's so bad. It's so bad, Marshall. <laughs> I literally thought, I'm like, okay, he tosses at her. He's going to start stalking after her. He, okay, obviously that's what's going to happen. Nope. <laughs> Cuts to her being dead. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> Genius! Um, now, I'm laughing my ass. I love listening to you describe this, and it's make me it makes me want to like that better. But since I didn't see that when I was watching this, I was probably looking at my computer typing it when that happened. I I, didn't, I can't witness that myself. I'm going to say my favorite kill is going. I'm going with um, 
Bear trap. Billy. Billy. Yeah, the bear trap one. The bear trap one. Because that, that's a decent kill. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. It's the most well done kill in the movie. Um, yeah, and I, I will agree with so that. So I'm going bear trap. It was just so bear trap to the face. So ridiculous. <laughs> no, if had I seen that, I wish I would have noticed that. I I might agree with you, but I I can't. Yeah. Right now, so I'm going. I'll go bear trap to the face. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So there's our favorite kills this week. That brings us to this uh, odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, where am I? There we go. Odds and ends. Uh, ratings. IMDb gives it a 3.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes. There is no official thermometer score, but it has a whopping 9% audience score. Ooh. 9%. Keep in mind, last week's Legend of the Forest, Psychotic Forest Ranger, had a 43% audience score. This has a 9. 9. 9. 9. <laughs> 9%. And it's got Mario Lopez. It's got, <laughs> yes. It's got Emlo in it. It's got Gary Busey. Yes. It's got the Buse. 9%. That uh, just shows you star powers and everything. Not everything. But Amazon, you know, this is another, another uh, 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 telltale sign for sure you're in bad. 3.5? Less than 3. 2.7 out of 5. So it actually came in under 3 on Amazon, wow. which is a rarity. Rarity. Almost yeah. everything on lowest on Amazon is about 3, 3.5. Three uh, plot keywords. There are 15 plot keywords. Ooh. I wrote down. Floor? I wrote down 5. Is Flora one of them? No. no. Well, not the ones I wrote down. Um, but the ones I wrote down make this movie sound completely different than what it is, what it, what it, what it actually is. Instead of sounding like a horror movie, it, the plot keywords make this sound like a fetish bondage porn movie. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hear it, baby. Tied feet, rape, voyeurism, shower, and female nudity. Tied feet. I don't remember the tied feet, though. I don't either. Unless we... Unless us, I don't know. Like, Did we not see Kate's feet tied? I mean, there was a shower scene. There was a shower scene. There's, There's definitely rape, rape voyeurism, him watching. Four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Female yeah. nudity, but I don't remember tied feet, but... I don't remember tied feet But either. it's a plucky word. Huh. So, again, I was like, that makes it sound like a, a really... Well, that's an inaccurate yeah. description of the movie, then. Well, even if you take that one, you got rape, voyeurism, shower, female nudity. Because I, I kind of come from the camp of uh, Quentin Tarantino. I, I like feet. <laughs> I wouldn't say I have a foot fetish. But I let's back up and unpack this. Are you admitting right now that you're a you're a feet guy? Are you a feet guy? I I do jerk off to feet.com. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Whoa, show over. Show whoa, whoa. We're taking this in a whole new direction. You're telling me after 35 years of friendship, I'm just now finding out that you're a foot guy? Not a Bigfoot guy. Are you one of those freaks who have like weird like high heels hidden in your closet and you sniff and like jerk off? You rub your dick in like a high heel shoe or something like that? No, 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 no. No, I just like cute feet. Do you have your wife give you like foot jobs? No, no. My wife's here <laughs> not, not for the like. It. Oh, you don't like your wife's feet? I like sandpaper. <laughs> Goddamn things are like fucking Fred Flintstone feet. Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I hope it's you like, know this is this like episode. she's driving the car with her goddamn feet. Those things are hard. Like, she's got fucking hobbit feet. Oh, I love her They're hairy, death. too? <laughs> They're just strong. Strong, leathery feet. Wow. I never knew you were a foot dude. Holy shit. Wow. I, don't, I don't get wrong. I don't go seek out foot stuff just for foot. I mean, well, I just like feet from time to time. From time to time. You're a, part, you're a part-time foot fetish dude. You're a part-timer. 
I would even say <laughs> fair weather fair weather fan. Fair weather fan of feet. That's what I would say. I can't I, I, I don't even know where to go from here right now. I, I, I don't even know what to do at this point. Um okay, so well trivia, I don't got anything. I couldn't find anything on this one. Um, budget, I, I I couldn't find anything either, unfortunately. We, we found out some good Aaron trivia. I found some great Aaron <laughs> trivia. Holy shit, did I find some good Aaron trivia. Wow. So, uh, anyway, that, we're just going to go straight to five-star reviews. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat combat? All right, so 30, there are 35 total reviews for this movie on Amazon. 22% are five star, with 36% one star. So very unbalanced. Uh, from David Spoonmore. Spoonmore? Spoonmore, Spoonmore or Spoon E more because it's S P O O N E M O R E. Spoonmore, this bullshit. Yeah, yep. uh, he just writes one word: scary. Five stars. Nope. Yeah, nah. From Josh, this will have you laughing, and you can make this into a drinking drinking game. Five stars. Not a drinking game. Not a drinking game. You just, just you're gonna a, have to get a, a drinking drinking. Drink, yeah, double drinking. Drinking drinking drinking, drinking game. Yeah, keep on. I'm writing these down verbatim from. I copy and paste these, so it's yeah. not like I'm like messing this up. A drinking drinking game. Uh, from Film Pro. Oh, we got a real professional here. Uh, <laughs> this movie starring Mario Lopez, Tracy Scroggins, and Gary Busey will scare the bejesus out of you. A group of hikers happen to be. Happen upon a seamlessly deserted cabin out in the woods. Little do they know the unthinkable awaits them. A deranged and isolated man, Jeremiah, whose last contact with civilization came 33 years ago, sees them, stalks them, and dot, dot, dot. Don't wait to see this exciting and horror-filled movie. That is, if you dare. Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if this guy actually paid attention to the film, he'd realize that there were 22 cars at the bottom of a lake. So Jeremiah's had contact with people previously. And, and somehow he taught himself to drive. <laughs> Maybe he pushed him. Pushed him the entire way. I'm a neutral. That's how he got workout in. I guess. That's how they able to lift the sheriff off the ground with a pickaxe in one hand or whatever. That make more sense. Um... From uh, Shari Smith. I'll never understand the idiots who feel they need to blow it for others by spewing the details of a movie. Leave your ego off the computers and just a bit of info on why you like or dislike the movie. We have the option of watching trailers and making a choice whether or not to watch the movie. One viewer nearly relayed the entire movie details. In parentheses, moron! Some reviews are helpful to me insofar as... Whether the acting slash plot was good or not. But in the end, I chose to make up my mind whether or not to watch a particular movie. Just saying. Five stars. <laughs> Doesn't even 
comment on the fucking movie at all. Just goes on a personal rant. Five stars. But five fucking stars. Five, five star personal rant. Yeah. How many more of these you got? Oh, uh. Oh, I got this all mixed up. Hold on a second. Uh, that's that's not not here. So uh, I got one, two, three. I got four. I think. I hope they're short. Uh, some of them are. Two are not. <laughs> <laughs> These are the one star reviews. Okay. So we're going to the, uh, the opposite side of the coin. From Sharp. Terrible movie. Without re- revealing reasoning for the plot of this story movie, I'll go to the heart of it and say that it's a terrible movie. Bad acting from younger actors. The viewer knows what's going to happen, so there's not much sense in spending time on watching. Find a more entertaining prime movie that you can learn something from and forget this one. Learn something from. Learn something. I would have rated zero stars if they had been that low of a rating. One last bit of advice. Since Halloween is coming up, don't go hiking in the woods either. In a large or small group without firearms and the intelligence to use them safely. They could save your life from the unknowns in the wild, and I'm not referring to other humans. One star. Sounds like an NRA ad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I wrote that down. It goes a totally different direction. It's like, what? This guy goes in a it's second. Like, oh, it's a terrible movie, but now let me go on my PSA about gun safety. But let me tell you about the Second Amendment. Carry those, carry those guns with you when you go hiking in the woods alone. Shit. Yeah, that's, yeah so now you start. All right, from all right. Nikita. Well, well, a stinker with Mario Lopez. Who would have thought? One star. Fair enough. <laughs> the Savage Amazon. Six minutes. All I could take of this. One star. <laughs> okay, now this is another, I think, rant one that is great. Alley Cat right? It starts off, sigh. You know, sometimes I wonder how films like this ever get made. I mean, I just could never understand how people can waste their time and money on a movie that sucks as much as this one did. Okay, let me be fair here and say that I'm sure there are people out there who enjoy this movie for some reason or another and have the same sense of humor as the writers of this movie, quote-unquote, didn't have. This movie was just so horrible I can't emphasize it enough. Even if I had to write a movie based on a similar storyline, I would have done way better job and made a movie much more storyline. Wait, what? Much more, I'm sorry, much more interesting than it was. And I'm no director, so you don't have to take my word for it. But if you have some warped desire to see this movie because you don't trust my review, please do. And then come back on here and rate this movie like I did and say how much you hated it so I can say, I told you so. Obviously, though, there are people out there who like this movie, hence the lack of my quote-unquote helpful votes for this review, parentheses. I stand by my review in this B-rated movie with little to offer, even a half-intelligent viewing audience. Oh, great. There go my other helpful votes. <clears throat> One star. Blah, 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 blah. Someone's a little self-assessed with her, I guess, ap- ability to persuade other people through her reviews. I got, I, got, I got bored halfway through you reading it. I'm just like, okay, pretentious bitch. God damn it. Well, I'm sorry I bored you so much. Well, Jeez. who was her name? Alley Cat. Alley Cat can suck it. Yeah. Um, and last one from Doc Buddha, and then we'll wrap this up. This is probably the second worst movie I've ever seen. The first being The Hip Hop Witch, which we're going to have to look up now. Oh, come, <laughs> the Hip Hop Witch. Come Black History Month. I <laughs> come next February. Come February. <laughs> <laughs> which I couldn't even stomach to watch all the way through. One weekend, there was a free weekend of Cinemax or Showtime or something, and this movie was on. I'm not sure why I watched all of it, but I did. 
what the heck is going on in this movie? There is no violence, very little language, and the quote-unquote drug use is a couple of teens smoking a joint for like two minutes. Oh, no! <laughs> I think there's a flash of tatas, but it's not worth watching because this movie is so horrible. Whatever pansy wrote that it will scare the bejesus out of you is a... Okay, now it goes parentheses, dot, 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 parentheses, dot, dot, dot. I challenge the douche to come over and watch some of the movies I have in my collection, dot, dot, dot. Well, no, because they might get scared, have a heart attack, and then I'd have some explaining to do. Again, this movie, parentheses, dot, 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 parentheses, dot. I could eat a bunch of laxatives, videotape the following foulness, and have a better movie than this. It shouldn't be labeled as horror, dot, dot, dot. There should be just a quotation, parentheses, dot, 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 quota- uh, parentheses, quotation, category for crap like this. A crack in the floor, question mark, question mark, question mark. More like a crack in that, parentheses, dot, 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 parentheses, and this is what fell out. One star. So, is this guy threatening other members of the horror community with he has such vile, disgusting shocking movies that'll give him a heart attack but he can't say the word ass yeah you know he can't say shit or fuck he has to do parentheses dot 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 parentheses he can't say like he's like more like cracking my dot 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 parentheses dot 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 he can't say for a guy who has such shocking shit out there that's why i don't understand that's why i don't get it because like the i i've seen the most like the the ass it's not even like the ass you know Emo- emoji. emoji. Yeah. It's not really emoji, but you know, when you parentheses dot. It's not like the parentheses a Y and parentheses like for the boob or, or something. Or even just it's, using. It's not even a dot. It just say ass. It's, it's, I don't know what the fuck he was going for, but it's so crazy. I had I, I can't pass this one but, up. But I mean, even cartoon characters have like, I mean, Qbert, for example. Qbert. Yeah, remember the video game, like when he got hit by the snake that jumped on him, it'd be like, Question mark, like the, asterisk, like the, the ads, like the, yeah, the squirrely, basically, yeah. basically signifying to yeah, the like, audience, like, fuck! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you wouldn't even do that. Yeah, like, it's the weirdest thing, like, I don't know what, this is crazy. I just had to write it down. I had to go with it. Yeah. All right, so that's it. So, um, so we've had the good, the bad, and now, so we're going to wrap this up with our, our, our you, official. You, you've also had the alley cat ugly. I think you gave her a microphone that she didn't need. She did not, I... You're right. I should not get, probably shouldn't have given her that platform, but it was so crazy. I've never seen in all of our, the times we've done. I've never seen any of you go on such a self-indulgent, such, yeah, self-indulgent, you know, nos, you know uh, 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 narcissistic. Yeah. It was all about her. Yeah, it's like it was all oh, about well, her. my yeah. reviews aren't good enough. Well, then fuck you. But it's like, yeah, so I was like, that's insane. That's insanity. Yeah, well, fuck that chick. Fuck her. So yeah. Anyway, I'm guessing it's a chick. Ali Cat, of course, that's a chick. Um, yeah. Anyway, Aaron, what? What? Let's, let's wrap this up. We're going. We're going. So, uh, all right, all right, all right, what you got? Right. I have a feeling where you're going, but let's make it official. What's your? I'm going to have to say so bad and scary. Don't watch this movie. Uh, you don't need to. Um, there, there, there's a fun scene with Gary Busey. Yeah. Why, why is he not in this movie more? Um, the, it, it's interesting because there, there's names to this movie, or people who have experience. So, like, like. Like the sheriff, he's got a he's yeah. Got okay, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he's a name, but he's got experience. Yeah. He's got a hundred plus credits. Yeah, Mario Lopez is a big name. I mean, the guy did Access Hollywood or whatever. So, like, well, and then the one arm gas station tent was Rance Howard. He's got like two hundred and eighty yeah. credits. And and even the rapist guy, one of the rapist guys, not the not the thick boy. Yeah, but, the but other he, guy, he's recognizable. I don't yeah, know. I can't I, remember I've his name. I've seen him in a shitload of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you definitely he's recognize a, him. He's one of those recognizable a faces. character actors. Yes, he's, he's a character, character actor. Yeah, you would and recognize his, him. His character is always like a dirty shitbag. Yeah. 
You know, and I'm like, oh, it's a dirty shit bag from everything. From every, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do the same thing. Like, oh, I don't know his name, but I've seen that face. So you have stuff. all these people doing a pretty decent, you know, like, they're putting in the work. They're trying. They're, but, man, we never see the killer's face. Yeah. And it Which, felt yeah, like I mean that's like, that's common, but it but, just yeah. felt like it felt like this was e- either you need to follow the story event of Jeremiah or make it a true anthology, and like you tell the story because they're always telling fucking stories. Too many storytelling. They're it's always too telling stories. If you're gonna go that route, have them on the trip to the cabin. Tell one story about the guy losing his nose and fingers, I, I, and then they're like showing cuts. Show the entire and then, the entire and then story. showing the e- empty man, showing that cutscene because they actually fucking that did one they it. actually did. Yeah. They actually did, and then they arrive at their destination and get killed by Jeremiah, who's also part of it. That would be yeah. a complete anthology. You have one, two, three short stories. Boom, you're done. But they just didn't do that. They told you this stuff, and it but it was like they just like smattered it against the wall, and it didn't fit. Yeah. So if they tried it as an anthology, it could have been cool. But they did. They just they, they fucked up. So fuck this movie. Yeah. Um. I I'd be hard pressed to disagree with you on that. Uh, I too am gonna say so bad scary for this week. Um. There's really. I can't say there's nothing redeeming about this movie, but like if you, I, I'm still gonna say don't watch it. But if you do watch it, start it, fast forward it like the first 20 minutes until you get to Gary Busey. Watch the three minutes of Gary Busey amazingness that you get in this movie. Watch that three minutes of the movie, and then honestly, you could just turn it off there or just fast forward it all the way to like the one hour mark, uh, and then watch the last 20 minutes when shit actually happens. But even that last twenty minutes it's like isn't worth it. It's yeah. not. It's not that great. It's not good. I almost feel like this movie could be redone as an anthology of kids driving to the woods, telling us. You know, I, I maybe I, you know that's a good point because I you know sometimes in the past I've asked you know, reboot or reboot, and normally I would say boot this. But if you rebooted it as like a anthology like type, a, like a, like Chillerama did, yes, like which we'll hopefully we'll, we'll try to get to that eventually. Um, but that kind of did that. Like, you know, it you tell the stories. Like, okay, they're, you know, the whole movie is them driving to the campsite. They're telling these stories. And then you show the entire story. Okay, this horror story of the guy tr- climbing on Everest and he gets frostbite yeah. and he goes mad or something like that. And then it triumphs more and you show another story. And then you show the whole story of the, the empty man. Empty man. Which yeah. sounds like a much, that's a much better movie than this yes, one was. Yes, yes. And then you come back to the main characters at the end and they all get killed mm-hmm. by Jeremiah. Which, like we said earlier, they should have been telling that. That should have been an urban legend for this whole part of yes. town. Because like, if, yes. you have, if you have 22 missing people in this small town, rumors are going to spread. There's going to be some kind of urban legend going around. 22 they, cars. 22, 22 cars. cars. Yeah, could have been multiple people. Could have been multiple people. Yeah, not, yeah exactly. Could have been 40 plus and people. And then it turns out Jeremiah's real. Jeremiah kills them all. And then there's your anthology. There's your whole... That, that one made a much better movie. I agree. Um, so reboot it that way. Might, make, might be decent. But as it stands... Skip this one unless you want to watch it for the five, three minutes, maybe five minutes of Gary Busey. That's about all that's worth watching this movie. Skip it overall. Move on. Yeah, and it's done. All right. So there you have it, guys. We're both in consensus. So bad, scary. Don't watch this one. But thank you anyway, Kitty O'Brien, for saying this, making us watch it. Um, it, it was. Yeah. It, it wasn't the worst, but it was. Well, good. okay. Well, we talked about Katie O'Brien. She's she's a multiple time suggestion now. Between Bedeviled, her first suggestion, and this one. 
Which would you rather watch again? This one. Honestly, I think so too. I yeah. hate to say it because at least it's got <laughs> yeah. that crazy Gary Busey at least, scene. At least it's got some something to it. Yeah. Bedeviled is just off-screen kill, off-screen kill, off-screen kill. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. just bullshit. Yeah. So I will say this one was a little better than Bedeviled, but thank you, Kay Brian. Keep actually, you can watch coming. the uh, Bedeviled episode on our YouTube page. Yeah, we. That's one of our uh, YouTube episodes. Uh, so you can check us out there. Uh, Aaron, why don't you tell the other people where you, if you're still here listening, like you matter at this point, if you haven't turned us off already, tell us the other stuff. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at so bad it's scary. Uh, you can check out our website at horrible. It's horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Horriblehorrorpodcast.com, where you can check out all the fun, cool things we do. Yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, you can listen to us on all the places. We're, all, we're, oh, we're, yeah, all the places. Pretty much like, everywhere. Yeah, we're not going to listen. It, it, all the main podcast places, we're there. Uh, I just want to see how you do that after such a long hiatus. I wanted to see if you get back into flow. And that's why I'm pretty drunk. Yeah, we're getting kind of drunk. We've been drinking a yeah. lot this episode. Um, keep Also, things to announce. I should probably announce at the top of the show. So, if those of you still listening, uh, thank you very much. I'm going to announce this now. Keep in mind, uh, next week, I think it should be next week or next episode, anyway, coming up, we have a very special interview with a member of our, hor- our Horrible Horror Hall of Fame. We have an actual Hall of Famer sitting down to do an interview with us. Uh, I'm super excited about that. I haven't, I didn't announce it last week, but uh, you know what? I'm going to keep it a secret. You're just going to have to turn into that actual episode to find out who who our Horrible wow. Horror our Hall well, of Famer I, I, is. I'm going to take a wild guess and guess that it's not Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah. Did you guys, did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw yeah. somebody. It was you or I think it was yeah. You know, it was our, me. It was our me. text group message. Yeah. So Ron Jeremy has been a cute Ron Jeremy Hall of Famer, first class, first ballot, first class Horrible Hall of Famer, Horror Hall of Famer, our first inductee has been accused of raping a couple women, more than one. Yeah. So but well, you, I, while we do not condone any of the actions, we will let him seek his moment of justice. Yeah. He's just been accused. He has not been. He's been charged. He will have his day in court. We will make a decision whether or not to remove him or not, considering the outcome of the case. I I will say um, right now. I, I know nothing about the case or any facts, but I will just say right now. I think it's bullshit, and and that's 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 kind of what his lawyers are saying. His I lawyers do, I'm are sorry, saying Ron Jeremy of all people who's been in like thousands of porn and some of the thousands and thousands of women. I don't think that fucker needs to go around raping people. And that is that is what his defense is saying is saying he is a porn star. He's had sex with the most beautiful women in the world. Yeah, and, you know, like uh, runs the gamut of having sex with people. He's had sex with literally, literally every thousands of yeah. people. And he probably still does because he's Ron fucking Jeremy. He's so got like a twelve foot hog. It's, it's an interesting, interesting case. We will be paying attention to it. We yeah. will let you know what's happening with we're, it. We're off the point now. Yeah. I I, yeah. I, I think it's bullshit, but we're not going to go we, Well, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But the point is, next week we have an interview with a Hall of Famer that I am super excited about. And so stay tuned with that. Um, anything else you want you want to say before we wrap this up? No. I just talked about Ron Jeremy and rape, so I'm happy. <laughs> You're happy? <laughs> Go suck. Go 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 find a foot to suck on or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. All right, guys. I don't want to put him in my mouth. <laughs> I just want to tickle him a little bit. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! God damn it! All right, guys. Watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight.